9: Tis the last train out of Beantown. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, when I say the last train out of Beantown, I am not referencing the Red Sox-Twins game, which ended just a few minutes ago, 17 innings of baseball at almost 2 in the morning, actually almost 1 in the morning, excuse me, 1 in the morning, local time in Minnesota, 2 in the morning in Boston, the Minnesota Twins game being played in the Twin Cities, and Max Kepler winning the game just minutes ago for the Minnesota Twins, so that massively important, at least for the Red Sox, it's important, not so much for the Twins. As a measuring stick series, Uh, not not terrible. The Red Sox won Monday, but they lose, so they're not going to win all four games. That is not going to happen. But forget about that, because we've got rumor-mongering to do. And when you have rumor-mongering to do, you must do the rumor-monger. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a a saying that goes back to ancient times, uh, Roman times, that life comes at you fast, especially in the NBA. A very busy week of player movement. The last 24 hours, we have seen many names tossed out, some trades that have yet to be officially completed. All the T's have not been crossed, the I's dotted. And we also saw a volcano erupt with hot molten lava flying in the air everywhere. The best laid plans of mice and Danny Ainge, a stampede out of Boston. At least that's the way the story is being reported. I don't know if you've heard this or not. If you were listening earlier, you probably did, but maybe not. Maybe you listen, but they say in in radio people listen, but they don't hear every word. They hear like every fourth word, something like that. I was talking about that with uh, Jonas and Harmon when I was in here uh, with them off the air. You didn't hear the conversation. Anyway, uh, so here's the deal. Uh, We have learned that Kyrie Irving, has, through his surrogates, informed the Celtics that he is headed outbound and inbound to the Brooklyn Zoo. So Kyrie will be going to the Brooklyn Zoo. But wait, there's more. The C's were also given the gift of the double whammy because with the news coming out, Kyrie Irving has decided to go elsewhere. If he actually follows through with that, he's he's a bit of a waffler. But that's the story. Now, the C's... According to the report, given the double whammy, as I said, safely embedded behind a paywall, Shams, NBA insider Shams, informing us that Al Horford has decided to join the mass exodus from Massachusetts, and uh, he is going somewhere else. We don't know where. He's decided to to opt out of a contract worth over $30 million a year, and he's going to sign a longer contract, according to some... Sources around the NBA, four-year contract. Could be up to $100 million, which tells you there's uh, at least one really dumb executive out there. But he's gone to some other NBA team. Lickety-split. He is out of there. See you later, Al Horford. Gonzo. Now, this story is being positioned, it's being billboarded as a nuclear summer for the Boston Celtics and a referendum on Danny Ainge. And pretty much the story is, hey, will the last Celtic player turn out the lights because the party is over? So I want to discuss, because I have an alternative opinion on the Celtics. The question, we're going to frame it this way. Are the Celtics, as we're just a couple days before the NBA draft, doomed without Kyrie Irving and Al Horford? And the answer is absolutely not. In fact, it's the opposite. This is a good day in Celtic history. This is not a bad day in Celtic history. This is a positive day. All right, now my thoughts on this. You've got the slow motion, the Manchurian candidate, and bleach. And we will put all of this together, and we will make a wonderful, wonderful stew is what we're going to do. Now, A, Danny Ainge, I know what's going on right now because we've seen this. I've done, done this job a few years, and... He's feeling the wrath, but he's feeling the wrath of the Celtic hater that is piling on. It's a dog-pile tackle technique. It is hunting season, and it's open season to slander the Celtics. I get it. I understand. Many people are shredding uh, shredding Danny Ainge. They're also shedding crocodile tears. For the Celtics. I I look at this like an eight-year-old's birthday party. A good eight-year-old's birthday party has cake, balloons, and a piñata. And right now, the Celtics are a piñata, and everyone's getting a swing. You get a swing. You get a swing. You in the back over there. You get a swing. Everybody gets a swing. Now, some of this, to a point, I I understand it's it's a bad look. To the low-information fan, it's a bad look. The Celtics were one win away from the NBA Finals, and now the roster has been turned upside down, inside out, and all around. Unfulfilled expectation. High expectations, unfulfilled. So at first glance, the start of this off-season, the transaction season, it is starting like a slow-motion train wreck where you see the trains coming at each other, And you can't do anything about it. It's just... Now, clearly, this was not the poker hand that Danny Ainge had planned to play. And it has been a case where, according to the media in Boston, Danny Ainge, at least is what he said, was trying to keep these guys. But it's Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong has gone wrong. The initial plan was to bring in Anthony Davis and pair him with Kyrie Irving and Al Horford. And all of that has been eviscerated. The innards of that, as Brian Finley would say, have been removed. Uh, They've been taken out. Rich Paul made sure that the unibrow is playing with Batman, and he's playing the role of Robin Anthony Davis. Shout out LeBron Batman. uh, In in L.A. And as for Irving and Horford, Danny Ainge was at the mercy of free agency. I would question his instincts. Now, Now, B, I mentioned I have an alternative theory on the Celtics and all this Hullabaloo about the Boston Celtics offseason. The way I look at this, Danny Ainge has become unluckily lucky. If you know what I mean by that, I don't know if I'm saying this the right way. Danny Ainge intended to bring these players to Boston, re-sign these guys, uh, keep these guys around. It didn't work out, and this will turn out to be a positive. This is a blessing in disguise for the Celtics. I'll explain why. Go point by point. I'll walk you through it. Kyrie Irving, not an alpha dog. He's just a dog. He's a rotten apple. He wore out his welcome. I know firsthand back when I was doing the Boston you know, filling stuff at night, and we, we didn't talk about the Celtics very much, but we did. People were very upset with, with Kyrie. They wanted him gone, most of the people, not all, but most. And so the way I look at it, if you get rid of rat poison, you got rat poison laying around your house in your kitchen, and I'm not talking about underneath the refrigerator. I'm talking about like on the table and in the oven. It's all over the place. You get rid of that rat poison. You're going to complain about that? You're going to say, that's a good thing. I don't want anyone to die from meeting the rat poison. But Kyrie Irving had all the fanfare and all the pomp and circumstance when he arrived in Boston as the savior of the Celtics and the guy that was going to get it done. And now that he's about out, of Boston, it's fair to say that he was the Manchurian candidate. He sabotaged the locker room, and I just envision him. I have this this vision of Kyrie Irving on his way out, pouring gasoline all over the Garden facility there, and tossing a match as he he jumps in an Uber to go down to Logan to get the hell out of there. That that's what's happened here now. And Al Horford, all right, the, the second part of this. Al Horford, good ball player fits the offensive system perfect. In fact, he's where the offense goes through. Al Horford creating the offense, moving the ball around. But guess what? Al Horford turned 33 years old this summer. He is past his prime and has chronic, what appears to be chronic knee problems. His left knee is barking. Bark, bark, bark. That's Al Horford's knee. That's what it sounds like. Bark, bark, bark. Just like that. That's his knee. Yeah. So, so if, you, if I said to you, you got a 33-year-old player with a bad knee and you didn't want to give him a four-year contract because you, know, past your, you, you sign guys past your prime, it, it, typically you get a rapid decline. You get a rapid decline on that ball player. And if you're giving out four-year contracts to players who are past their expiration date, you know, the graybeards, it is an invitation to despair. It is, and per media reports, Danny Ainge drew a line in the sand. He would not budge, and clearly Danny Ainge knows an adage that I learned years ago about professional sports. Don't let a falling star fall on you, and Danny Ainge was able to avoid that. Now, the last thing on this, as we chat here on Fox Sports Radio, and we do a retrospective on the Celtics here, as they are the story in the crosshairs in basketball. Thank God it's not the Lakers. I'm done with that. All right, so Danny Ainge is left, essentially, according to the media, holding the bag. It's got a Celtic logo on it, holding the bag. Now he's, you know what he's got to do? You know what he's got to do. You're not stupid. Yes, he's got to clean up the mess. He's got to go down to Lowe's in Beaver Creek in Dayton, Ohio, see our friend Dick, and get a mop. And he's going to have to buy some bleach, and scrub-a-dub-dub. Clean up the mess. Do the Celtics need to bring in the wrecking ball? Absolutely not. No, you say, oh, they've already brought in the wrecking ball. They've torn the team up. Uh, When you dig a little bit deeper, this is not all that big a mess. It is false advertising. It's Sky is Falling Radio, which does not qualify here. Again, I'm I'm pushing back on Sky is Falling Radio, which is not good. Uh, But I just don't buy it. I don't believe the spin. Now, my theory is the Celtics are still going to be a playoff team. They're still going to be a contender in the Eastern Conference. They're going to have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and most likely Terry Rozier, who's a restricted free agent, as the as the building blocks. And i you know, already talked to any is looking to replace Al Horford by making a trade for Clint Capella, who's not great. He's not terrible. And more importantly, for the Celtics, he can't leave anytime soon because he signed a long contract with the Rockets. (laughs) So he's he's going to be chained to the Celtics for the next few years if if that trade does happen. But it's all about the ability of Danny Ainge to pick the right groceries, as they say. Right, you you restore some order to the rest of the roster. The Celtics have three first-round picks. They're likely going to trade some of those in Thursday's college draft into the NBA. And now we will find out, Brad Stevens, the X's and O's Jesus, the prodigy of basketball, he's been dubbed. He's been billed on the marquee like that. So we'll find out. Now you're going to have to do things a little bit differently. This is not transplanting a kidney. Okay, You're just trying to win basketball games. And it's very straightforward here. The, The formula is you need Jason Tatum to have a transformation some would say radical transformation, and blossom into a difference-maker type of player, leading actor in the NBA, Uh, 23-point-a-game-plus player, uh, offensive dynamo, that kind of player. And the Celtics will have to put players around that are pretty good defensively. but I mean, hell, Toronto just won the NBA championship without a single lottery pick on the entire roster. And now we're supposed to believe well, life is over for the Celtics because they let go of a uh, just a tumor in Kyrie Irving. I didn't let him go; he left, and Al Horford with a bad knee and in his mid-thirties. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund, Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Solid Gold, Corporate Nine to Five. He's got too many nicknames, Jar Jar Garcia. And he doesn't, you know, typically pass the the nickname thing back to me. So he did it last Friday. Fridays, but Fridays, only Fridays. Yeah. Why well, can come I do it every hour? What's up I, with that? I don't know. You'll have to ask yourself that question. <laughs> <What's> the, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> all right. I mean, I really, and then when I don't do it, people get upset. They're like, "Why didn't you do it? You should have done it. You didn't give Eddie the nicknames." I'm like, "Well, why do I have to do it every hour?" How did this start Why well, do it every hour? I didn't used to do it every hour. I'd say, here's Eddie. Yeah. And I saved about 25 seconds of airtime by saying, here's well, Eddie.
4: some would argue at this time of year, it's a good idea to fill 25
9: <laughs> seconds of airtime with whatever you get. I love the, uh, this time of the year. Let me tell you something, Eddie. I am a sick, twisted bastard. I well, love this time of the year. Yes. I, am, I do. Let me tell you why. Because I prepare. And, and the people that don't prepare are exposed as frauds. And I love it. I love hearing panic talk show hosts on the radio. Radio. not here of course Eddie. no not here never no, here. Not here there's nothing no. to talk about man what are you talking about i not no roberto not here no it does not happen here there's other places where this happens and i laugh because you if you're prepared i learned this as a cub scout if you you're <laughs> prepare then it's going to be okay everything will work out. now are the you know, people complain sometimes well you know you i didn't like that monologue and i always say well okay Uh, You know, you're my program director. Send me something better. All right? (laughs) Send me something better because I don't want to do four hours on the Lakers every damn day. I don't want to do that. Okay? I would like to jump off a cliff if I have to do that. So uh, we try to avoid that. But I do like this time of the year because June and July are, are interesting and really... You know, I guess August training camp really gets going preseason. There's injuries and stuff in the NFL. You could do lists. List radio season. Yeah, but but Gaggon's out of the country, so I don't know that. I mean, I want to do that when he's David here. David Gagon. Gaggon, who invented list radio. There well, is a lot you, of list radio. What did Gottlieb do? His favorite chips or dip or something like that? He did a list on his show. No, he I did. I think they tweeted it out on the company Twitter feed. I think they did. Yeah, look it up. He did like his top five chips. Or something like that. Yeah, I, I do enjoy did. chip talk, but it's uh, good radio. I should do that. I, I mean, should we, steal that from Gottlieb.
10: I mean, yeah, I mean, we do talk about the best way to get as many samples as you can at Costco, mm. which I you know <laughs> I think is more valuable information to be honest. I
9: agree. Listen, if you pay for the Costco membership, you need to get the most bang for your buck. You do. Well, right. I know that you are prepared, Ben. It's, Thank it's you. Clearly, yes. 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 Are but you Are you saying that we did because we did an Al Horford uh, Celtics no, monologue that no, no. the show is lacking content? Not is that what you are saying? No, I'm not. Yeah, okay. but.
4: Sometimes stories just come out of nowhere, and yeah. from what I understand, our old friend yes. William Shatner yes. has uh, <laughs> has
9: given us something to talk about. Yeah. Completely just blindsided by this, Eddie. Now, I, I, you know what? Why don't we pause for the cause here? Because I want to go. I don't want to shortchange. Good. This. No, this should not be. I short don't want to shortchange this. So I was just minding my own business, yes. And I started getting all of these messages on social media, not only from my guys, the core guys of the Maller Militia, that are the big super fans of the show, but also the Trekkies. And I'm like, well, I'm blocked by Shatner. What the hell is going on here? Uh, I will explain everything, right? Get your phaser rifle (laughs) ready to go. Put it on stun. Yes, the stun gun, and that is next. It's
4: a housewarming gift for (laughs) Kawhi.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
12: You stand out for most radio listeners. As
4: you can tell, we are not like those other generic sports talkers on the Ben Maller Show. For better or worse, we are unique. Help us stay that way by joining our Facebook family. You can interact with other P1 friends of the show. It's harmless and it's free. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. All
9: right, so let me get you cut up to speed here. Uh, if you're new to the show, this goes back to, It's hard to believe now, four years. This goes back four years, spats with shats, we called it. It was hot and heavy in 2015. It started with William Shatner being asked a question by yours truly, who he thought was going to win the Stanley Cup. I don't know if you know this, but Shatner, a pop culture icon, legend, Captain James T. Kirk from the USS Enterprise and uh, it's, it's a long story, but the, the short version is I, he's from Canada. I asked him, I thought, well, a Canadian guy probably likes hockey. I know it's cliche, but, you know, why not? So I engaged him and asked him who he thought would win between the Blackhawks and the Lightning, and he was so offended by that that he uh, he started uh, attacking me and said, checkmate, you're blocked, and then that led to spats with Shatz. And one of my most proud moments as a talk show host was when William Shatner, a Hollywood titan, a very powerful person in entertainment—not anymore. He's old now, but in his day, was a mover and shaker in Hollywood. And he was on a flight to Germany, and was beside him. He could not—he could not block people that said my name enough, fast enough. Uh, it was just machine gun Kelly style, and it was so over the top. That Shatner, he was in so enraged, at least this is the way it seemed, that he, he was trying to block everybody and he accidentally started following some of our listeners. Like, you know, the, the Uber drivers, the uh, the factory workers, the security guards, the the salt of the earth, the people that listen to this show, that make this show what it is. And Shatner starts following him, these people, because he do not know what he's doing. Because he's an old guy on Twitter. And uh, it, was, it was just marvelous. It was just great. And then it died down, and then Shatner had a birthday, and you know, somebody brought it up, and so we wished him a happy birthday. And he, I was blocked, so I had people wish him a happy birthday. That upset him on his birthday. He was annoyed by that. There have been a couple of other flare-ups, but I have not talked about William Shatner on the show in quite a long time. I don't believe it's come up on the show. And I thought it was over. I said, that's it. It's done. What more can be... You know, he blocked me. He wanted some money last year to unblock me. Nobody paid the bounty. And that was it. So we'll bring Eddie in on this because the surprise here, Eddie, is I started getting all these notifications from from people that were not listers of our show, that were not sports fans. They're not cool people like us. They're like, you know, nerds, geeks that love Star Trek. And they... Kept sending me like angry messages. And, you know, there were some, some malar militia people in there. And, and the next thing I know, Sh- I, apparently Shatner, I had to go back and I had to sign off Twitter and then go to Shatner's page because that's the only way to view this stuff because I'm blocked by him unless I got a burner account like Kevin Durant. So then I clicked over there and, you know, Terry in England and Air Force Andrew. I mean, I, I want to give everyone the proper the proper do we had a lot of senior members of the maller militia air force andrew terry in england the leader of the uk maller militia just josh was involved in this brad wheelchair brad in minnesota he was a, he was a pest he was great a couple of other people were also involved in this and uh, they were just peppering william shatner to unblock me which is very kind i don't need that but it's very kind that you're you know repping the show as terry said so anyway, I, I found out anyway, what Shatner said, and I took a screenshot of it and said it, but I know most people that listen to the show aren't also on Twitter. We have a lot more people that actually listen to the real radio show on the podcast. So I, I tweeted it out. Here's what Shatner said. He said, another Ben Maller devotee uh, getting donations for charity to unblock someone is extortion? Question mark That sounds like the Maller militia typical response. Captain Kirk Responded, William Shad, quote, continued, your group kept asking me to unblock him. So I said, pony up $1,000 to my charity and I got crickets. And then he put the cricket emoji because that's cool. And then a laughing, crying emoji. Uh, Now you attack my charity. And then he threw some other emojis in there. And that was in response to Paul because Paul's the one that called him out for uh, extortion. And so so that's that's the big update there. William Shatner in you know, early in the morning. I was sleeping when this happened, Eddie. I was uh, like, yeah. my
4: my wife Karen actually, uh, when I woke up, she's like, Hey, there's something going on with yeah with Ben and William Shatner. I'm like, Oh really? Oh, how about yeah. that? Let me yeah. find out what's going on yeah. here.
9: Yeah, so so
4: that's that's where we're at. I like I, how he tweeted and he included you. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. Tweet, he's blocked you. I know. So you can't
9: see I, it. I know. Like, w- What is the point of that? But it actually worked out well because then I noticed because other Trekkies were getting involved in this. And so they started retweeting it and sending it around. Uh, and it was like a pinball bouncing around the internet. So So then I was alerted to it by Terry and some other people that were were informing me uh, of this. So, so again, listen, if you're a fan of the show, if you haven't been blocked yet, it's kind of a badge of honor on the show if you've been black, uh, blocked by James T. Kirk, uh, William Shatner, it's a badge. Are you still blocked, Eddie? Or did yes. You, you are I, still
4: blocked. I am still blocked. Now I uh, never once tweeted to William Shatner, but... Yeah. I, I did. Uh, you know
9: what this is, Eddie? It's guilt by association. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, guilt by I, association. I, I
4: did uh, encourage the militia to, you know, in, initially
9: go. Yeah, after you were him. the one that started. Release the hounds. <laughs> yeah. You you start. It's your fault, Eddie Garcia. <laughs> Eddie Garcia, no Eddie no way. Garcia Mr. No. Passive Eddie Garcia, peacenick over there. He, he deserved <laughs> yeah. it. He yeah. deserved it. He was out of line. <laughs> did you ever think, Eddie, that four years later we would still be having this battle?
4: I didn't think four minutes later after I said that.
9: <laughs> I, I am flattered. This is amazing to me. I, I mean, I watched Star Trek when I was a kid. I was a nerd at one point in my life. And, and to think that for four years, I have been in the mind of William Shatner. That is amazing to me. <laughs> that I, I'm blown away. He tried to get me fired from ESPN, Eddie. I never worked at ESPN, but he tried to get me fired there. That was famous. Remember that? Yes, and yes, of course. One of the great moments in show history. When he contacted, and ESPN actually responded and let him know Shatner, he didn't work at ESPN, he was somewhere else. <laughs> 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 All right, so what should we do now? I I, I, I can do, if, if you want to say hello to, to Captain you know, Kirk, now, William Shatner, you can do that, I guess. Would you be it's, in
4: favor or against uh, the militia raising $1,000 no, to no, get you unblocked? No, Now, if you were
9: unblocked, would you tweet him? Would you try Oh, well, and, well, we were friends before. You know, me and Shatner, eh. we had a bond. You know, it was a connection. We have a mutual friend, <laughs> TVS Hunter, Fred Dreyer, yeah. mutual friend, fan of the show. Shout out, Fred Dreyer. Uh, I don't know. We, we occasionally message each other. I'd have Shatner in studio if we wanted to come in here and hang out. We'd put him on, I guess. Past his bedtime, but we'd put him on, you know. we'd Get a car to pick him up or something like that, right?
4: We could get uh, our guy there, and, uh, the Uber Black guy to pick Uber him up. Uber Black guy. Yeah, that's
9: right. Our guy in San Diego. He'll pick him up. He would do it, too. He, he would, really absolutely. Would. A, he would, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick, the Uber black driver. Not just a regular Uber driver. He's better than that, Eddie. He's and an he's Uber not black. black driver. No. Are you sure about that? Yeah, we met yeah, him. Yeah, we met uh, him.
4: There in San Bernardino. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Well, he was here.
9: He actually came in studio. Yes, know, he has. A couple yeah. of times. And uh, Anyway. All right, so that's the the Shatner update. That's uh, That's what we have here. If you want to give us any advice, we'll open the phone lines. You can give us your wisdom your knowledge all the lines are open now it's i hit this button and all the lines they just open up it's it's a miracle it's an absolute miracle
0: all right we'll get chippy we're going to get chippy we'll get to that coming up fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iheart radio app search fsr to listen live
4: it is amazing that this guy's name is still a name that makes a lot of people smile and we've got good news because He Hate Me, Rod Smart, has been found safe. Apparently he was missing for a week in South Carolina. Uh, They were searching for him. Yeah, this was like
9: an all-day thing, Eddie. This was all over the big sports news websites and it was a big deal, and so it's not He Hate Me, it's He Found Me, right? That's that's exactly right.
4: He he alive. Uh, (laughs) Lancaster (laughs) County Sheriff's, uh, they found him. Now, they didn't report any information on exactly why he'd been missing for a week and what he'd been doing. I'm guessing maybe Maybe it wasn't a good thing, but uh, either way, Rod Smart, uh, he hate me. Real name, Torold Deshaun Smart. Really? Uh, yes. I never knew that. I, didn't I thought either. he was Rod Smart. I, I had either, no yeah. idea
9: that he had this like uh, Steph Curry's Wardell. Yeah, Who Torold, knew? Torold.
4: Torold. T O R R O L D. He is uh, now 42 years old. Yeah. Uh, of course, famous for his time in the XFL. Did play in the NFL with the Eagles and Panthers for a while. But again, uh, missing for a week, but they found him and he's okay, apparently.
9: All right. Yeah. Uh I got a question. He, did he make enough money he doesn't have to work anymore? He didn't play that long in the no. NFL. He's got to have a job. Five right? seasons in the NFL. That's that's So if uh, you have a, a job, NFL, you can't just vanish for a week, can you? Off the grid with you gotta normally no. No? No. Okay.
4: This does remind me of a story involving us, though. Remember, we had this guy that worked here. I, I liked him oh, a lot. Oh yeah, the guy just vanished. And he just yeah. vanished. Yeah, and, and, the guy, and, he,
9: he had a burnout. He had a meltdown. Yeah, he, he, he quit. He, just, he walked he off. He never wanted our came editors. back. He didn't yes. call.
4: And, uh,
9: that was it. We we
4: called his dad and we thought like, he was dead. We called the police. Yes, and then he called back and said, "Leave me alone."
9: That's <laughs> we're like, yes. all right, well. The, what? Well, the guy was overworked in his defense, yeah. but but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's a very nice guy. I He was the one that got LeBron James coach fired. What was the guy? Paul Silas. He played. A, he was recording a Paul Silas news conference, and Paul Silas said something that I forget what he may, maybe it
13: Jesus, was. Jesus, am I speaking Chinese? Was that it?
9: Maybe that was it. I might have, not that. It was must have been something else. But he, Silas said something, and that like led to his demise as the coach of the Cavaliers. And it was something that one of our editing guys who who just vanished. Yeah, like in the middle of a shift, like he just—it's like somebody won the lottery and just decided to walk away. That's it. I'm done. So anyway, all right. So Ben Maller show. On Brian Fox. was it? Was it Brian? I think that sounds no. right. Sounds right. It is the Ben Maller show as we press on from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I see the Richmond Rambler and Manic Mike. Messaging William Shatner is starting to. He's sleeping. He will, he will not see these messages until like ten in the morning, nine ten in the morning. Let's go Probably to like six in the morning. I mean. Yeah, that's true. Get up early. That scrambled eggs, you know, bacon. Let's go to Mark, the full name guy, who's in oh, Medford, Oregon. He's back. Hello, Mark, the full name guy.
3: <laughs> yeah, I want to just say one thing. I am back. Unfortunately, Bruce Bochy was also brought back this year for one last go-around. Yeah, it's, it's
9: Bochy's fault that John's
3: lost 9 he, nothing <laughs> To prove why he's not a Hall of Fame manager. Uh, ben Mallard, the score of this game when Kershaw pitched his last inning, the seventh inning, was 3 to nothing. Not not nine to nothing is the final score. Well, you know they don't they don't uh, end the scoreboard. game. They
9: don't end the game after six innings. Yes, they I end the game after that, nine when innings. you bring
3: in you bring in double A pitchers in uh, the seventh inning. What is, and, what, and is what is Bush supposed team, to do? The Giants are
9: a minor league operation. That's a Bush league. That's a Bush league team. The Giants. What do you want them to do? <laughs>
3: I expect him to bring in one of his better relief pitchers and yeah. actually go out there and try to win that
9: well, game. You know, you, 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 I hope you feel like a cretin, because last night you were just pumping your chest out about how the Giants always beat the Dodgers and all this, and then you get slapped <laughs> in the face. You're like one of the three stooges. I don't know if you're Larry, Moe, or Curly, but you're one Excuse of the stooges. Me.
3: <laughs> Excuse me, your Dodgers still have only beaten the Giants 6 out of 11. Oh, that means they are 6-5 <laughs> against one of the worst teams. <laughs> in the major league whose manager should have been fired. Do you understand? If, the, if the
9: Dodgers beat the Pomeranian, if the Dodgers beat the, the Pomeranian on <laughs> Wednesday night, they will have 30 wins at Dodger Stadium before they suffer their 10th loss at Dodger Stadium.
3: They're gonna Look 30 here, four Brontosaurus lose 10. Brain. Look here, Brontosaurus <laughs> Brain. Let me tell you something. They're, they're on pace to go 60 and 20. Brain. I don't 60 hate and you, 20. Ben Maller. Yeah. You just happen to be a Dodger fan, and I hate the Dodgers. So you're just as well-brewed as far as I'm
9: concerned. All right. And, All right. I, and I don't, hate, I don't hate you. I don't hate you. You're, Good you're, luck in the you. Your calls give me a headache, and, and you're terrible on the air. <laughs> but other than that, I, I I like you. I think you're a smart person, and you've got interesting <laughs> stories. i highly intelligent human being. Yes, yes you've got uh, you mob are. connections. You send me these amazing emails. Tell me how much I blow. I love that. I love those emails. So encouraging. <laughs>
3: Yes. Oh, you know, and I actually did tweet Mr. Shatner, and I said to him on uh, my tweet, Have you read Milton, Captain Kirk? <laughs> Good night, Ben Mellon. All
9: right, go away. Say <laughs> what? Uh, just, you know what? Just, just pretend. Just pretend it didn't You hang up with yourself, man, So getting chippy Well, the Anthony Davis trade is already paying off in spades. This is why Anthony Davis wanted to play for the Lakers. He gets his first endorsement deal since the trade. Anthony Davis, the first player to get a chip deal in NBA history. Woo! Do you see this? Anthony, Anthony Davis will serve as a creative partner to the brand of Ruffles Potato Chips. Yeah, he's going to sell potato chips. He's going to develop some new products. As part of the deal, Anthony Davis will be promoting a custom-made, limited-edition signature shoe called the Ruffles Ridge Tops. Are they made out of potato chips, the shoes? Because I might want to eat one. That's a lot of potato chips. So he, he can't endorse potato chips if you're in New Orleans. you got to be a Laker to endorse <laughs> Ruffles potato chips. They, Ruff, the people at Ruffles don't want anything to do with the people of Louisiana. They want an L.A. Laker. That's going to sell more potato chips because of the unibrow is what they're going to do. Right, the MLB pick him straight ahead. Here's the Who Am I game. Charlie Blackman became the fourth player since 1900. Ranger to have at least 20 hits and five home runs over a seven-game span. He's, he had Ooh. three more hits yesterday, but this is before yesterday. Charlie Black became the fourth player since 1900 to have at least 20 hits and five homers over a seven-game span. I was the last player to do it in professional baseball. Who am I? The answer
14: next. Ben, I want to talk sports with you. Well,
0: do it then, yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
4: Oxygen, water, and Twitter are all necessary to sustain life on the Ben Maller Show. Express yourself, and we may read your thoughts on the radio. You can follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me. Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Jawan Howard, former member of the Five Fav, is replacing John Beeline. That was their original name. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
9: We'll pay off the Who Am I game in a minute. Also, the MLB pick but Mike from Boston brings something up to our knowledge. I-, I was unaware of this. He says, if you pay attention, when next time you watch a Yankee game, where the beard used to be for Edwin Encarnacion, he has a shadow from the hair dye he used for his beard. And I did some investigating, and it does appear that that is accurate. That when he was – he had a home run for the Yankees. Or, yeah, yeah, that's him. Oh. And it does look like the, he did indeed have some polish on the beard because he's a gray beard and he used some polish and all that. Who knew? I had no idea. Shocker. Anyway, here's the Who Am I game. Charlie Blackman. What a week it's been for the Rocky Star. He became the fourth player since 1900 to have at least 20 hits and five homers over a seven-game span. I was the last player to do it. The last player to do it. Uh, That is the question, what is the answer? Some of the guesses coming in. Let's see, page down here. We'll skip over that. Uh, Frank Reich. Frank White, not Frank Reich, um, Biker Mark's guest. Who else do we have? Anthony Brittlebones Davis from Mr. Nice Guy, the great Samuel Adams from The Real Martin, Rod, the ambassador of Bakersfield, friend of the show. He provides ribs from time to time. He's going with Raphael for call. Who else do we have? Danny Tartable from Oscar, a Rod tossed out by the Matt. Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan. Who else? Page down, page down. Ivinson at the Quickie Mart in Orlando is going with Hulk Hogan is his answer. Mike from the LBC, clearly not cheating, says it's Mike Trout. Johnny Walker Black, guessed by Ernie the Great O'Piner. That's his answer. Who else do we have? Page down here. Freddie Lynn from Attila driving around. Mayor McCheese, my old boss, from Harry Pothead. The Junkyard Dog tossed out by Tortilla Man. Tony, what's the answer, Eddie? Jeff Blouser. Is it Jeff Blouser? Brandon says the answer is Jim Nude Video Edmonds. Yeah, I saw that. What's a, uh, quite the story there? Uh, oh, you didn't see that, Eddie? No, no. Oh uh, yeah, Jimmy Edmonds, man. He had a uh, little uh, little Coops, trouble there. Got the, uh, guy got a, his uh, wife had a couple in the oven, and he was out uh, apparently having a good time on the side there, and yeah, not good. All right, anyway, uh, the answer to the Who Am I game. Tim Salmon for the 1994 the California Angels then in 1994 Tim Salmon is the answer the only other players to do it uh, other than Blackman and Salmon are Bill Terry and Hall of Famer Al Simmons back in the 1930s so that's a long time ago alright let's get to it time now for the MLB Pick'em MLB Pick'em let's find out who is going first here our daily fantasy game that would be Eddie Garcia. What? Eddie, look at you. Yeah. Yeah, how exciting is this? This is a dream Very come exciting. true. When you're a little boy, you hope someday I will win this radio game. Very true. And here we are as adults. <laughs> it's an amazing accomplishment for anyone. You have the first pick. Go ahead,
4: Eddie. Uh, and with my first selection, I will take Zach Davies. All right, Zach Davies and
9: Roberto. I will go with Lucas Giolito. Who? Lucas Giolito, the White Sox. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The guys won a bunch of games. Uh, I'm going to go with Eeny, Meeny, I got some good choices here. Uh, Give me Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Kubalu. Uh, I will go with Garrett Cole. And I will also pick Hmm. Charlie Blackman. Ah, I see what you did there. I'm gonna take, I'll take a shot with Bryce Harper, Roberto, Anthony Rendon, Anthony Rendon of the Nationals, Eddie. I'll take Josh Bell and Cody Bellinger. All right, Roberto, Reese Hoskins, Reese Hoskins of the Fighting Phils. and give me any, meeny, miny, mo. I'll take Rich Hill. Of the Dodgers, the Giants suck. Uh, A yeah. cool do you have over there, Coopaloo? I'll go
10: with uh, Gene Segura.
9: Gene Segura, there it is. The MLB pick'em in the books with plenty of time to spare. Yeah, what's what's this, the scoreboard on this pick'em? We don't have time for that, unfortunately. We have to move ahead you're, in the broadcast. You're winning, Roberto. You can oh, look. Okay. No, no, he's not really winning because it, it, we're not done. You're not really winning until it's, it's all over. You're just in the lead, but that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean teams blow leads all the time. It's over. No, it, it's over. It's not over. Yeah, he I, said it. it, it over. No, no, hours, hours if ben was almost in the over. lead, it would mean something. Uh, yeah. Well, of course, because it more, it's more meaningful when I have the lead. I've never <laughs> blown a lead at the MLB pick. When, I, when I'm in first place, I win. That's how it works.
4: That doesn't make any sense.
9: Hey, by the way, what happened to Clayton Kershaw? I thought he was supposed to stink this year. He's pitching great. Kershaw's good. He said he was done, now he's good. Well, the Giants, though, are just terrible. the Giants are minor
0: league team. But Kershaw looked really good. Like, it's odd. He looks so good. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Men
9: in blue... Not happy men. They're very angry. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So we have something we don't normally have to talk about. It is not an NBA trade rumor. Thank God. Don't need another one of those. It's not some random NFL controversy. No, it is not. We have a hardball controversy. It involves a $300 million ball player who is in the crosshairs with the arbitrators of on-field justice. If you saw this uh, or not, maybe maybe you missed it, but it's uh, an interesting story. It will fill you in on the details here. So the, it involves the Padres, which is never that exciting, but Manny Machado, who was a Dodger for like a month and a half and didn't do that well, and then he left to go play for the Padres. But in longtime Baltimore Oriole Manny Machado was suspended one game and fined an undisclosed amount of money for aggressively arguing and making contact with an umpire. This happened over the weekend. The Padres are playing the Rockies in Denver. And so, fine, this happens from time to time. Machado got uh, suspended. That did not sit well with Bill Welke. Who? Bill Welke, the umpire who got into it with Manny Machado. and the Never heard of him. Well, you don't follow baseball. That's a bad job by you. So, before... I tell you the response of the umpires. We have some audio. Let's listen here. This is the play-in question. Now, it's a television call from Fox Sports San Diego. But listen, as Manny Machado, there's a a pitch. Could it be a strike? Is it a ball? Where is it? He doesn't like the call. And and then this happened. Good arms now. Strike three call. Machado does not like it. And we'll say some things here to
8: Bill Rolke. And he's going to get tossed. Manny Machado is tossed from this game.
9: Oh, he's angry. Watch out! Watch out! Oh, he's yelling. He's yelling, stop! Manny! What are you doing, Manny? He's his back off the backstop. Yeah. After being ejected, and he will head to the club. Uh, he hit the the clubhouse there, so that was the call. A lot of it's a TV call, so they didn't talk the whole time. Don Orsillo, right, the old Red Sox guy who does the Padre games, but but anyway, here's the deal. listen. So Machado got upset. He tossed his bat against the backstop, and that led to the Umpires Association, the Major League Baseball Umpires Association, responding to Machado being suspended. They issued a very harshly worded prepared statement equating Manny Machado's actions which you just heard, kind of, to violence in the workplace. That is what the Major League Baseball Umpires Association said. I'm not kidding, by the way. The statement read, Manny Machado received a one-game suspension for contact with an umpire over balls and strikes and violently, all caps, violently throwing his bat against the backstop with absolutely no regard to anyone's safety. The statement Began, statement continued, quote, violence in the workplace is not tolerated and offenders are dealt with severely and even made examples of for the good of its employees as well as the company itself, the umpire union said. Is this truly what Major League Baseball wants to teach your youth? With a question mark. And that was just the beginning because the union also on social media with that prepared statement They had a bunch of hashtags, including uh, hashtag disappointed, lead by example, violence, temper tantrum, nonsense, and make an example of. This sounds like a story that came from The Onion, but it's not. It's apparently a real story. The, The tweet, as you might imagine, got a lot of traction. It reverberated all over the place. A number of Major League Baseball players were offended. Their sensibilities were were kicked in the, uh, you know what, including, among others, Alex Wood, a former Dodger, former teammate of Manny Machado with the Dodgers and now with the Cincinnati Reds. Wood was furious that the umpires union was allowed, what he says, a double standard. He said, let it be known that Major League Baseball players are not allowed to bash umpires on a daily basis or call them out. So this is what I want to talk to you about. Now, the question, was Manny Machado's confrontation against Bill Welke, which I watched uh, several different times, thank God for the interweb, was it so egregious that it rose to the level of workplace violence? Uh, I'm going to go thumbs down. Now, I am not a member of the Manny Machado Chamber of Commerce. I'm not, okay, Uh, at all. I am happy he's a padre for the next decade, unless he opts out. Good. But the idea that that's workplace violence is pure fiction. Now, that said, I have mixed emotions on this particular story, and I'll explain why. My observations, you've got cookie cutter, cayenne pepper, and the rules of drama. Put it all together. We'll make an apple pie. Okay? We're going to make an apple pie. Because uh, baseball, mom, and apple pie go together. Now, number one, uh, the umpire on. union's reaction was out of bounds. Okay? It was absolutely out of bounds. Go to the replay. It's out of bounds. I, I watched, as I said, the video of this Donny Brook between the umpire and Machado. And guess what here? Okay? This is a spoiler alert for you. You don't have to go watch it. That was your standard arguing of balls and strikes. The only thing that was different is Machado tossed the bat against the backstop rather than break it over his leg or throw it in the dugout. We have seen this literally thousands of times over the years. Umpires regularly call that 50-50 pitch. It's on the black. Is it a strike? Is it a ball? And when it goes the way of the pitcher and not the way of the batter, you often get a hissy fit like Machado had. All right, Batter loses his lunch, starts spitting mad all over the place. What was different about this, again, it was Machado threw the bat in frustration. M- Manny tossed the bat in a way that did not, however, endanger anyone. There's no fan in danger or anything like that. No harm, no foul. In fact, this was by... Baseball standards, a pretty cookie-cutter beef. I didn't see any physical contact on the replay between Machado and the umpire. And so it is stunning that it generated this kind of reaction. Now, I don't know what kind of magic words Manny Machado said. Neither do you. But I am really surprised that you know, Machado, he actually showed enough effort to confront an umpire. That he cared enough. He had enough ambition to confront an umpire. We know he's not Johnny Hustle. We know that. We learned that when he was with the Dodgers. Now, the second thing here, some of my fondest memories, I'm one of the last of the Mohegans here because when I'm gone, someone will replace me here. They won't talk about baseball. Most of these people that work here don't talk about baseball. They try to avoid baseball. I like baseball, uh, and it's one of my downfalls. That's why I'm doing overnights. But some of my fondest memories of going to baseball games and watching them on TV were classic confrontations between the umpire, players, and managers. Tremendous memories of of my youth and, and watching clips on the internet of different eras of baseball. Whether it's Tommy Lasorda inciting people to throw baseballs on the field, the la- I was at that game the last time there was a forfeit in Major League Baseball was when Tommy Lasorda was the Dodger manager and incited the crowd to throw baseballs on ball night against the <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals. Last time they ever give ba- they don't- the last time they ever give baseballs out. Be- you know, at, before the game. Now they, they give them out after. Whatever. But anyway, uh, Lou Piniella, another old manager. Lou Pinella used to get it. Earl Weaver. Bobby Cox, who I think has the record for most ejections with the Atlanta Braves uh, and whatnot. Uh, George Brett, the, the video sprinting out of the dugout at Yankee Stadium in that powder blue Royals uniform and attacking the home plate umpire. It is part of the theatrics. It's part of the theatrics of baseball. It is. Now, baseball can be deja vu, not deja vu. I'm talking about deja vu as in boring, all right? I like it, but there are moments where it's uh, slow. It's Dolesville, and these dust-ups are like a little cayenne pepper or some chili powder. They spice it up a little bit, blend everything together. It's like a nice mix of spices. So unless there's a second tape, a Zabruder film with an alternative view, that has a frame-by-frame breakdown of this Manny Machado incident. And I see something different. This looks like like child's play. And we have seen things that have risen to the level of workplace violence in baseball. Uh, we have. This was not one of those things. Babe Ruth, the legend of Babe Ruth, before my time. But Arnie Spanier told me that when he used to watch Babe Ruth, the stinking genius back in the day, that the Bambino is said to have legendarily punched an umpire. He was playing for the Red Sox early in his career. He started a game, and first four pitches, he thought all four of them were strikes. They were all called balls. And Babe Ruth was so upset, he punched the umpire and got kicked out of the game. Uh, More modern references, uh, David Ortiz, who's recovering from a gunshot in a hospital in Boston. He was such a hothead, he once took a baseball bat and destroyed a phone in the dugout at Camden Yards. Remember, that was uh, one of the the great moments there in in frustration with the umpires. And I guess the most famous semi-modern reference, although this is even 25 years old probably now, Roberto Alomar, who was with the Baltimore Orioles and famously so upset with John Hirschbeck that he spit a loogie. A giant loogie right in the face of Hirschbeck. Nasty. Against his Blue Jays team. He's the Hall of Famer from the Blue Jays. Anyway, final point here. Now, my mixed emotions. All right, my mixed emotions. Let me walk you through why I have mixed emotions. These are based on the reactions of the baseball community. Everyone seems completely gobsmacked that the umpires released this particular statement. They're mystified and horrified that this would get into the public arena. In fact, in a statement on Tuesday after the union sent this stuff out on social media, Major League Baseball fired back. They called the umpires' union's actions, quote, inappropriate. Oh, that's a big statement, inappropriate. And the union, baseball union, responded. Tony Clark uh, responded also. So this is one of my fundamental problems with baseball. Uh, this is one of my, my my big issues with the sport. And when I become the commissioner, when they get rid of Manford and hire me to run baseball, the first thing I'm going to do is encourage conflict. You know why? Conflict is good for business. It is. It gets people talking about your sport. Now, it's not that any publicity is good publicity because, you know, baseball player goes out and kills somebody. That's not good publicity. It is publicity. But any publicity being good publicity, to a point, look at the NBA and the NFL as the guiding light here. Remember the rules of drama. You need good guys, villains, cliffhangers, plot twists, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Baseball rarely gives you that off the field. They rarely do because of the old rules of the game, the unwritten rules of the game. In the NBA, look what's going on right now in the NBA. Yeah, you got a lot of trade rumors, but you have... The story within the story, you have the turmoil in Houston where Chris Paul and Anthony Davis, do they like each other? Do they not like each other? That's uh, Or James Harden, rather not Anthony Davis. But Chris Paul and having a hissy fit. Anthony Davis also had a hissy fit. He got traded from New Orleans, so that's not a wrong reference. Uh, in the NFL, you've got Antonio Brown with his Mr. Big Chess act that got him traded from Pittsburgh to the Raiders this offseason. season. And when everyone travels around and talks about these different stories, they're talking about these kind of stories. Are getting conversation on radio shows like this and TV shows that are ripoffs of sports radio, where they just put a camera in the studio. Baseball does not lend itself to these stories. It's a problem. It's a I would encourage this. They need baseball needs these kind of stories because they're forgotten. All right, And so, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's dopey, and the umpires look like a bunch of pussy willows for their reaction here, but it's good. It's good because it's get people talking. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Eddie. See that, Eddie? I saved 25
4: seconds. Boom. Done. Well, as I said last hour, I don't know that this is the time of year you want to be doing that necessarily, but uh, All right, Edmund
9: okay. Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Solid Gold, Nine to five, corporate Garcia. There, there you, you go. All nice. right. And Eddie, will you be doing your top five, your top five salsa dishes? Will you be doing that coming up in hour number five? Uh, I, I don't no? think so. Uh, you will like, not be doing. Sounds that? Sounds like something Roberto would might do. Uh, cooking with Roberto. Are we doing cooking with Roberto? Is that that's
4: correct? We are man. another cooking with
9: Roberto. Oh, right. Does that
4: mean we're gonna have a treat tomorrow, Roberto? Yeah, yes we are. Oh, look at this. Are we
9: doing a uh, like a dessert dish? Or are we doing a? Nah, a- we're
15: doing some. Chicken fettuccine alfredo. Wow, wow. I love a good chicken alfredo wow. sauce
9: from homemade, from scratch. From scratch, my huh? goodness, solid. It's a uh, exciting segment of radio that's coming up. You got <laughs> to be stay awake. Take some caffeine, yeah. Eddie. You got to take hey. some caffeine. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry Coop. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. This is great. I'm stealing some content from the Gottlieb show. His top five greatest chips to snack on. Did you see this? I did not. I did not. Nope. Yeah, yeah. This you is tweeted out them, by now. the official. Fox Sports Radio Twitter account. I do enjoy some. Chips. And I like how the account tweeted out: "Agree or disagree." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone said agree, right? Uh, I mean, no I one know. disagrees. Uh, on number five or? on the list, Eddie. Pita chips, number five. Yeah. yeah. Pita yeah. chips. Ah, uh, no. get out of Not there. Godley drives a Tesla, so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, good. Uh, he says number four on his list. Salt and vinegar. Any no. brand. Oh, jeez. Nope. No, 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 no.
10: 0
9: oh for 2. Yeah. Number th- those, are,
10: those are two Tesla answers right
9: there. <laughs> <laughs> number 3, Barbecue Lays. Yeah, that's pretty good. Eh, it's okay. Those are, no, yeah, those are good. All barbecue chips are pretty good, though, yeah. right? I yes. mean, they're not, not bad. Uh, number 2, this is an upset, Eddie. Number 2 on the list, mm-hmm. Takis. Number I'm two. sorry? Number 2. Takis. Oh, the, 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 I Those know, are like, yeah, um, yeah, like Mexican those. markets or whatever they sell yeah, those, those are things, good. right? Those are they're real good. hot, right? They're real hot, spicy. They're, are they, yeah.
10: they're, like, they're like spirals. that look like noodles kind of, right? Yeah, the corn. They had corn. They're good.
9: Yeah. You didn't you've never but had those? Eddie? Still, no, no I've not, not, not had those. Alright, yeah. so what do you think number one is? This is very exciting here. We're doing List Radio in honor of Doug Gottlieb and David Gagon, who's in Europe right now. Uh sour cream and onion. Sour cream and onion? All right. That's a solid choice. I like sour yeah. cream and onion. What about you, Roberto? Cool Ranch. Cool ranch, mm-hmm. you're going with. A classic, not my choice, because it's got the devil's blood. What about you, <laughs> Coopalo? I'm gonna go with uh cheddar sour cream ruffles. No. Oh, that's pretty good, mm-hmm. Coop. Yeah. Roberto, you win. It's Cool Ranch Doritos. That's wow. Gottlieb's choice right there. I disagree with Gottlieb. Should I respond? I dis- I don't agree with it. I mean Cool Ranch is the better Dorito. Solid. I'm a traditional. So you know what's underrated? Is that taco flavor of Doritos? Underrated. People don't go with that. They go with the original Doritos or they go with the Cool Ranch, but the I think it's called taco flavor. I like the Tostitos
15: well, salsa verde. Very
10: good. Yeah. They had these Taco Bell chips. In the in the vending machine a few weeks ago. Yeah, gone in a heartbeat. Fantastic! Those were so good. So I, I haven't had the taco Doritos. I, I imagine they probably taste pretty similar.
9: I'm protesting since they raised the price of the vending machine. I've stopped uh, <laughs> stopped using the vending machine. So I've gotten all my money. All all my money. That's controversial. That that list of chips is very very controversial. Man.
15: Yeah, pita chips. Nah.
9: What about Pringles? See, the problem with Pringles is you eat the whole
15: Yeah, tube, Pringles are a solid choice. They're good.
9: But you eat the whole tube. How do you not eat the whole tube? Yeah. You got to eat the whole <laughs> tube of, of chips is what you got to do. Anyway, all right. So the Ben Maller Show on Fox. As we press on here, we'll take some of these phone calls. If you want to be part? The lines are open. You can call in if you know the number. That's great. And also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. still a lot of reaction from our Spats with Shats this is not part two. This is like part three. This is a trilogy. Not like a trilogy at this point. Maybe it's even up to the fourth movie. We're up to like uh, the Police Academy movie franchise back in the day. What's that? What's the one right now where they have like seven or eight movies with the cars? Fast and Furious. Fast and, Fast and, Furious. and, Fast and Furious. Furious, yeah. Like now they've got f- spinoffs too. Yeah, they like a Fast and Furious. And Shaw. Segment. This is crazy here. All right, uh, straight ahead, a former star athlete, one of the biggest stars in his sport many, many years ago has now become a prolific diver. And we've got the details. We'll get to that,
0: and we will do it next.
16: You're
2: listening to The Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of The Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
11: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
5: It's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
8: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in the bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop.
12: Double your pleasure, double
4: your fun with the Ben Maller Show podcast. Not only can you hear the show live from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern, but you can also go back and check out old episodes and classic moments you may have missed or need to hear again. It's an archive of audio gold available on demand. Subscribe to the Ben Maller Show podcast on iTunes and give us five stars. It will annoy the corporate muckety mucks. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
9: A former star in a different sport, now a diver. I'll explain. We'll go we'll get to that in a minute. Let's go to Whoopi Pie Blair, a champion, a medal winner, and the reigning caller of the year on the Ben Maller Show in Maine. Hello, Do Blair. Get out
17: know my way, you bleeping white boy. Okay. Yeah. Money, money, money. Money. Oh, I was just listening to that song. Money, 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 money. You know that song?
9: No, I've never heard
17: it. I was listening to some old school man. Yeah, that money song. Money, money, money. Okay. Uh-huh. Money. Uh, uh, we
9: got you. Okay. Hey, yes. Hey, what? what? Thing, Who? What? what? What?
17: Thing without life, without money. How are we going to have to pay for a dog? How are we going to be able to pay for the bills? How are we going to yeah. be able to pay for anything without life with money? Who? Money keeps Who us yeah. to pay for our job, everything in our life.
9: Lot, it was a deep thought from our friend, from Whoopi. Pie everything Blair. That's more likely than his last. That's why moment.
17: we have to be able to live with money. I mean, if we didn't have money, we would be broke.
9: It's a bold statement. It's a bold statement. Thank you for that. Anything else, Blair? Is that it? You, all you guys, money. You want to rant about money? That's it.
17: No, but I am You're gonna block. That. I'm gonna like. I'm going to like that guy, I forget his name, hmm. that you've been mentioning a lot on the radio. W-
9: which, which guy? we mentioned a lot of different people. Are you talking about William Shatner?
17: Yeah, I'm going to like him, and then I'm going to block that sucker up. <laughs> oh, well, that'll I'll teach block you. him.
9: That When he gets blocked by the Caller of the Year and a medal winner, Yeah, Shatner's going to be like, I don't care about my 50 know, 60-year career in television, that's it, I'm done. I'm out of here, see you later.
17: Yeah, and then he'll start liking everybody. Yeah. And then he'll like you back, because I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm to follow him, and then I'm going to block him right away.
9: Wow, you do that. You, you are such a tough guy. I love that about you, Blair. You're going to mess it I'm doing up. it for you, Blair. Thank you, Blair. You, you got my back. You're one of my muscle guys, Blair. When I get into a fight, you're my muscle.
17: Body security guard. Yeah. Somebody comes at you, I'm going to...
9: Yeah, I felt all right, Whoopi Pie Blair, when You're I met when I met all those listeners in Boston because I had you as my guy. You were my muscle. Yeah,
17: so. yeah, that's why Wayne and Selfie needs to know back the heck off of Ben Maurer. yes, or else I'm coming. Well, you know, well, actually, you uh, you well, ain't gonna well, well, touch technically Ben, te- ben Maurer because yeah. he's got a better life than you. <laughs> I don't know about it's that. all about money for Ben? Uh,
18: yeah, clearly. Money,
17: money, money! All one. right. Money? Ta- All right. Thank you, Blair. All right. Beer, baby. Ah, right. oh, alcohol. You know what I like? <laughs> you know what beer? <laughs>
4: oh, that explains sea a lot. Sea
17: Dog beer. Sea
4: Dog
9: beer. Yeah, yeah.
17: yeah out here it totally means. You got to come out here. The isn't such a good let's, mood. Let's take a Sip guess. Sip up, baby. Sip up. Let's... I only had one, okay? I'm, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I know
9: right, yeah. It was the size of a keg, but he only had one. All right, thank you, but I got to go. <laughs> it's crazy. When he's not drinking and he calls up, he's very monotone and calm and and all it's that. It's a different person. And, you know, it's like we, we I've talked about this from time to time. There was a study done on, you know, when you drink alcohol, when you become drunk, there's a few different types of drunks. And like some get angry, right? Some some are very uh, upset, and and when they drink booze, it becomes a problem. They become hostile. They call it the Mister Hyde type of drunk.
18: Blair's I hate those guys.
9: Blair's not normally like that. He's actually he's like more like the nutty professor. Like he becomes very more. He's more social. He's more over the top, right? Or maybe more like the Mary Poppins drunk, where he's sweeter and nicer and like a combination of the nutty professor and the mary poppins drawing certainly he's not the hemingway because the hemingway can drink and doesn't their personality doesn't change so not that all right, this former athlete, now a diver. We'll get to that coming up in a minute. We also have Mallard to the third degree. Mallard to the third degree shortly. But right now, let's get you caught up on all the overnight sports news. Here is Eddie. And we start with news from the NBA
4: with the Boston Herald reports that center Al Horford is not expected to re-sign with the Boston Celtics. He chose not to exercise his $30.1 million option for next season. Celtics are now preparing for both Horford and All-Star guard Kyrie Irving to leave as free agents. In baseball, it was 17 innings in Minnesota, longest game this season. Longest game ever at Target Field, where the Twins walk off with a 4-3 win over the Red Sox. Minnesota's Max Kepler entered the game with a bases-loaded single in the bottom of the 17th, and that snapped Boston's six-game winning streak. Yankees over the Rays, 6-3. to Edwin Encarnacion hit a home run for the Yankees, his first since joining the Bronx Bombers as New York moves 2.5 up on Tampa Bay for the top spot in the AL East. Brewers fall to the Padres, 4-1. to Cubs lose to the White Sox, 3-1. So it's still Milwaukee by a half game on Chicago, top the NL Central. Mets over the Braves, 10-2. Atlanta's lead in the NL East is at 2.5 games on Philadelphia. The Phillies were rained out in D.C. for a second day in a row. And the Dodgers shut off the Giants 9 nothing LA starter Clayton Kershaw seven shot out innings he's now seven and one on the season this report brought to you by true car online car shopping can be confusing but not anymore with true price from true car now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit true car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience I'm going to let you give the details on this Ben but I saw the same story that you did where former major league outfielder Lenny Dykstra spent nine yeah, hours that's in it. a
9: dumpster looking dumpster for diving. his teeth yes so this is, great. this is a wonderful story, Eddie. First, we'll tell you about GEICO. We love GEICO. Geico 15 Geico, minutes Geico. could Geico. save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Go visit GEICO.com. So Lenny Dykstra, uh, as, he's at a Jersey Mike's uh, sandwich shop, and he's, he's eating the, the sandwich there, and he claimed that the bread was so hard in the sandwich that he ate, the sub sandwich, that he 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 has false teeth cuz he did a lot of drugs and booze and he lived a hard life and he, he has fake teeth and and the sandwich the hard bread from the sandwich took his teeth out he put them in a napkin he claims he folded it up and then he forgot his teeth he he left the restaurant and Uh-oh. forgotten his teeth he left I hate when that happens and i guess it, it's a couple miles a couple miles from his house there he realized oh my god where are my teeth <laughs> and uh, he then he went back to the Jersey Mike's. The workers said they said they, they threw all the napkins in the garbage, and Dykstra apparently freaked out. He said, "No effing way! Come on, I, 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 I'm, I can't believe it without my teeth." Yeah. Well, he
4: claimed that the dentures were specially made with bone marrow, and they cost eighty thousand yeah. dollars. I don't know if I believe that or not, but uh, yeah, yeah. So apparently, they were
9: expensive teeth. Expensive dentures, and so for he says nine hours, he and a friend. But not just any Uh, friend. (laughs) Sprinkles the Clown. A tag team wrestler who goes by the name Sprinkles the Clown. Is that related to Doink the Clown? Is that like a relation? Yes, it's his cousin. So together, a hero of the 1986 Mets and the 1993 Philadelphia Phillies with Sprinkles the Clown swam through a dumpster behind a Jersey Mike's... (laughs) Now, Eddie, we've known each other a long time. we worked together here almost 20 years at Fox Sports Radio. If I lost my dentures, would you dive into a dumpster for nine hours to find them? No. You would not? What I, would it take? I would take? stand
4: next to the dumpster and encourage you. You would sit there. Yeah. You're almost okay. there, Ben. I'm sure of it. <laughs>
9: it's right, right underneath that wrapper. So Dykstra claims that after 11 o'clock at night, a friend, uh, he, he, he took to Twitter, he asked for help, and uh, th- there you go. They came and, and uh, they found the teeth on Father's Day. What a happy Father's Day. Isn't that a great Father's Day? Nine hours. Uh, he says Dykstra, he thought the cops were going to arrest him, but he said no matter what, he was not going to leave his teeth in the dumpster. No way. Now, several people have pointed out, Eddie, that You deprived our show of Lenny Dykstra. Dykstra is someone that was willing to come in studio here a couple years ago, and you said no. You did not want Lenny Dykstra in studio here. How dare you? We could have had this kind of... He could have dropped his dentures into the trash can here at Fox Sports Radio. Something bad would have happened, Ben. Nothing bad would have happened. It would have been fine. Please. This guy, bad follows him everywhere. He's had an interesting life, Eddie. He's yeah, had a very interesting life. He's he's defrauded people with bad loans. Uh, he's what else has he done? He's he's uh, has an ass kicked a few times. He got in a thing with the Uber driver. Whatever happened with that, right? He threatened an Uber driver. Remember that whole deal? I don't know where it came of that. That kind of vanished. Uh, there's the the Craigslist uh, prostitution thing but that happens you know, could, you know why not uh, yeah. wh- what else I mean there's a bunch of the, uh, other stories about Deicher. You should be thanking me for saying we should not la- have him in here. No I would love to have him. In. No, What would about have been cool. What about Cato Kalen? No. I know I know Cato I have his number. Can I get Cato Kalin in here? Yeah, he's harmless. You're okay with Cato? Sure. He lives just down the street. We can get him in here. He'd come hang out. Does anyone want to hear Cato Kalin Sure, I'm sure he has some good stories. He's a good guy. He's a big Brewers fan. He's like a Wisconsin guy. He likes all the Wisconsin teams, and I love him because on on social media he wants to fire the Brewers manager and the GM like every day when they lose. He <laughs> wants to say, hey, "Fire, fire council, fire." It's, it's hilarious. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We now go to America's favorite drag queen caller, formerly in Rochester, New York, but now in parts unknown. But free, he has escaped. Free at last. Free at last. Full access. Seven toed drag queen.
3: Honey, that must have been the worst caller of the year that Blair. Oh my god, I had to take two firing pills and a shot of whiskey.
9: Well you would have done that anyway.
3: Yeah, I would have done that anyway. Yeah,
9: exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
3: but lucky me I picked the, the the winner of the Kentucky Derby, the hockey and the basketball. I picked Toronto to beat you know, those nasty warriors. I, All right, okay. hold on a second. Wait, wait,
9: hold on a second. give you a uh, two-finger clap. You ready? <laughs> you know what you can do with those two fingers. <laughs> I don't know. What could I do? I have no idea. Would you like to educate me on that? How dare you? Is Tammy on hold? Ah, uh, let me see here. Hold on a second. Hey,
3: where are the white women at?
9: Montana. Is Tammy on hold. I don't know. We'll find out. Is Tammy there? Hello, Tammy. Hey, it's
2: Alexis. Hey, Ben. Hi, honey. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> so maybe doing you and Blair could fine. drink some beer together.
3: I'm gonna have some K-O-Pox to take to prom uh, test to
17: tomorrow, baby. What? What do oh. you? They stuck something up your butt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
10: oh my goodness.
9: What? <laughs> Everyone go on hold. Uh, thank you, Felix, What are you doing, Felix? I mean, jeez. I like how it's like a party line, and callers ask, are other callers on hold? Can we go to other callers? Can we find out? Yeah, It's a party line. We are on Twitter where the party line also continues. People reacting to uh, chip radio. It's like chips. Just Josh says, if you're inviting Gottlieb to the party, don't let him bring the chips. That's the (laughs) the lesson. (laughs) The Sofa King, you know the guy's important when he's called the Sofa King, says spicy sweet chili best flavor of Doritos. But I was given a ringing endorsement from listener George. He says as someone who works for the largest snack food company, Taco Doritos are the best, followed by Scoop Fritos. That's a good call on the Scoop Fritos. I agree. High five, George. Good job by you. And See, people overlook the Taco Dorito because it does not have the popularity and the marketing power of the Cool Ranch and the regular nacho cheese flavor. But the Taco Dorito, a solid investment. Solid. Travis also says, I love the old school taco flavor. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, Nashville Slim says, you're saying you like sour cream but hate ranch. Uh, That doesn't make uh, any sense. It doesn't make sense to you. It makes sense to me. Absolutely. Attila, the truck driver, says, I know this isn't a chip, but he says oyster crackers. He says, eh, th- "Yeah, they're not. They don't. They're not oysters in them, Roberto. It's like the odd the shape of the the cracker. Not on my board. Not on your big board. Nah. Okay. Thank you. A time now for the Insta trivia. With 38 hits in his first 30 big league games, someone named Harold Ramirez. I don't know who that is, but he apparently plays for the Miami Marlins. And he set that franchise's record for the most hits to start a Marlins career in the big leagues. That's per Elias Sports Bureau. Blank previously had the Marlins record. Now that's how to be good because I, I like these random names. The Marlins haven't been around that long. But 38 hits, first 30 games. Somebody named Harold Ramirez, he plays for the Miami Marlins. And he set the record for the most hits to start a Marlins career in the big leagues. Blank previously had that record with 36 hits in his first 30 big league games. That's the instant trivia. The answer next.
4: It's a plan for Kawhi. It's a Kawhi plan. It's
9: a
0: good plan. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Mallor Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
4: Oxygen, water, and Twitter are all necessary to sustain life on the Ben Mallor Show. Express yourself, and we may read your thoughts on the radio. You can follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Mallor. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop-de-loop Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco fan.
10: Now uh, checking some
4: games of note in the Major League Baseball. And live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
9: Major League Baseball actually requested the copyright on the Major League Baseball. They're going to change their name from Major League Baseball to the Major League Baseball. Here's the instant trivia. With 38 hits in his first 30 games, someone named Harold Ramirez, apparently a place for the Miami Marlins, set that team's record for the most hits to start a big league career over the first 30 games. Blank previously had the record with 36 hits in his first 30 games. So fill in the blank for the Marlins. That is the question. What is the answer? A lot of reaction to Whoopie Pie Blair's call. We'll get to some of that later. What do we have here? This uh, Todd Dunwoody from James. Manila Gorilla from Polly D. Freddie the Loader from Stoner Marvin. Cowboy Killer says it's Chester the Cheetah. That's his answer. King going with Lenny Dykstra's missing teeth. Willie Mays Hayes from Just Josh. Gummy the Clown, tossed out by Justin. Is that the friend who sprinkles the clown? Pumpkin, Pumpkin, Peter Eater. Uh, That's from Trucker Ed. Thank you for that, Trucker Ed. Uh, Who else? We have Marlon Brando from Eek. Juan Pierre, tossed out by Arik. Rod's going Dan Ugla. That's a good name. Nick in New Hampshire checks in with Jeff Conine. Bozo the Clown from Todd in Indy. Tony's going with a good former Marlon. Luis Castillo as his answer. Chris Sabo from Slow. Scott Posey from Al. Addison Russell tossed out by Scott. Giancarlo Stanton from Bob. Who else do we have here? All right. Well, enough of that. Let's, Eddie, you have an answer. It's Mike Lowell. Mike Lowell. Is it Lowell? No, it's not Mike Lowell. The correct answer: Marcel Ozuna. Marcel, not Marcel for Brooklyn. Marcel Ozuna. Let's get to it. Here we go.
0: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. Fire it. This is when Big Ben gets great.
9: And Maller to the third degree, brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat your. You here's Kubaloo. A report surfaced on Monday
10: that said the Pelicans want to contend next season and could trade the number 4 pick they're about to acquire from
9: the Lakers to help
10: them do so. Yeah, Ben, do you see a scenario where the Pelicans contend next uh, season?
9: All right, so so the way this will work here, right? Yes, I do, but here's how it works. A, Zion Williamson is Karl Malone mixed with Michael Jordan. And in addition to that, the Pelicans have to relocate from the West to the Eastern Conference. Outside of both of those things happening, forget about it. not going to happen. And B, listen, it would be nice if New Orleans actually competed and tried to win games. Because just by trying to win games, since there's so many teams that don't try to win games, your odds of winning games go up. But to make the playoffs, no. Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball, if Lonzo Ball stays there, I hear he could be traded this week. But if those guys stay in New Orleans, they would have to blossom into star players with Zion being a Frankenstein-like monster. But no, in reality, the Pelicans this season will be as successful as nailing Jello to the wall. All right, next. The
10: Atlanta Braves have been on a, a bit of a hot streak lately. They've won like 10 of the last 11, going from two games behind the Phillies to three games ahead of them now, in the not
9: don't, L- do don't do that war chant. See, oh, yeah,
10: that's right. Man, yeah, the no. the N.L.E. Racist. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Um some analysts think the Braves are poised to run away with the division, especially with Dallas Keuchel set to join the rotation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you think, Ben? Crown him now? Uh,
9: n- no, I'm not there yet. First of all, we have seen we have not seen whether Dallas Keuchel will show up and be good. He's looked pretty good in the minor leagues, but he's very marginal last year with the Astros. The Braves are in very good shape, but there's still a lot of time. When there's a lot of time, a lot of stuff can go wrong between now and October. The good news for Atlanta is that they're in a division where most of the other teams are going to start unloading veteran players which certainly helps the cause for the Atlanta Braves who are beating up on the hungry puppies of baseball. The second thing here, the Braves are two games over 500, I believe against teams with a winning record and they're just bludgeoning the losing teams and most of their schedule the rest of the way will be against the Marlins, Mets, and Nationals losing teams. The only hope here is the Phillies, but it doesn't matter because whoever wins the NL East is in a different zip code, the wrong zip code compared to the Dodgers.
10: Next. Now, late last week, Edgar Martinez told TMZ that he is really nervous about his Hall of Fame speech. Ben, what's the most nervous you've been about something in your career?
9: All right, so obviously when you start something new, you're nervous about that. So I, I would say, number one, the first time I hosted a radio show Uh, That was a dream of mine. I studied for it. I prepared for it. I was very fidgety. I was worried sick. I had my program director, this guy named Bo Bennett, who was watching in the next studio there. And I absolutely... I've told the story a few times over the years, but I nailed my opening monologue, which I had prepared for. And then I did not have any other content for the rest of the show. So I, I completely flopped the rest of the show. I got off to a great start. It's like a guy that starts out, hits a bunch of home runs, and then stinks. And then the other time... When I did TV briefly, and I had never done television, and I had a gig where I had to go into the studio and stuff in Connecticut, and that was, I was very nervous, and I had sweaty hands, I had flop sweat, which doesn't matter in radio when you have flop sweat, but on television, it's a problem. And they just keep putting more makeup on, caking makeup on your forehead. But somehow I survived. But those were the two moments. And that's pretty much it. All right, there it is. Mallard to the third degree. How did we do? You pass us. That is another win. Win, 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 win.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: It's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
8: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com, that's ang dot or download the app today.
12: Terms and conditions apply.
9: A couple years ago, the hottest thing in the NBA, and now he can be yours for pennies on the dollar. What? Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network. Emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I think it was like the 2014 NBA draft and Andrew Wiggins. He could do it all. Played at Kansas briefly, small forward explosive to the rim, the ability with elite athleticism to dominate the NBA for years to come. He could do it all. He had range from the outside. He was said to be a terrific defender, a good rebound. All all the, the, the wonderful things said about Andrew Wiggins. Well, the NBA draft is a couple days away, hours away, really, if you count down the hours. And guess who can be yours if the price is right? Yep, Andrew Wiggins. Now, this is not a surprise, but if you didn't hear about it, the whispers coming around the NBA gossip mill uh, saying that Andrew Wiggins, who came to Minnesota with a lot of fanfare in the Kevin Love trade with Cleveland before he ever played a game in Cleveland, Andrew Wiggins, uh, his name has been tossed out in trade chatter. And the people that claim to know these things say the Timberwolves are aggressively shopping Andrew Wiggins in the lead-up to the draft. Will they actually find a buyer? That's what I want to talk about with you. So the question, what are the odds that Minnesota is able to complete a trade of Andrew Wiggins? Now, we've got the chances at plus 2,000, at plus 2,000, which implies only a 5% chance that Andrew Wiggins will be, I'm going to 5% chance my views on this, you've got the pony real estate and meows connect all of this together like sausage All right, now first of all, the biggest stumbling block for the Minnesota Timberwolves here in order to trade Andrew Wiggins, you know what it is? His status in NBA circles. Wiggins' reputation precedes him. It ain't a good thing. He's been called out publicly and privately by teammates current and past for what appear to be some really bad habits. The people that work with Andrew Wiggins are not big fans of Andrew Wiggins. Over the last couple of years, much of this has been chronicled that Wiggins has been accused, among other things, of being soft, lazy, selfish, and heartless. These are horrible adjectives to say about someone. Other than that, I'm sure he's a hell of a good guy, and he probably makes a wonderful chicken parm. But uh, speaking of chicken, uh, Roberto will be cooking a, a chicken dish later this hour and cooking with Roberto. But uh, now, now here, here's a keep in mind that that Andrew Wiggins has done nothing to debunk this reputation. Here's the way I look at Andrew Wiggins: he's a one trick pony, and when he's not scoring, he doesn't do anything else to help you win a basketball game. Now, the idea that when he came into the NBA, he was thought of as a Terrific defender and a solid rebounder. He's not those things anymore, right? He's not. Not in the NBA. He hasn't been, maybe early on, I don't recall, but I know he was always he was a very good offensive player early in his career. Now, the second thing, if the T-Wolves, if their new GM, this hotshot prodigy of, uh, and protege of Daryl Morey, can find a sucker to take Andrew Wiggins, then they ought to give him some kind of statue. I don't like giving out statues, but this is one of the great challenges in the NBA this week. Now, my theory on Andrew Wiggins is the trade talk, it's pretty simple. If you're trying to trade Andrew Wiggins, you got to be like a real estate agent. You're selling location and you're selling potential, right? Like, it's a fixer-upper, but those are all code terms for maturity and laundry. Like, Wiggins is only 24 years old, so if you trade him, you're saying, well, he's going to grow and... Andrew Wiggins will evolve as he gets older, that his career has become stagnant in the Twin Cities, and he needs a change of scenery, and then he will start to blossom. Now, do I believe that? No. I do not believe that that is going to happen. But it doesn't matter whether I believe it or not. All you need is one dopey executive to buy in and follow that carrot on a stick and if you can get someone to to take Wiggins, you can foist a $147 million contract with three years left on someone else. Good luck. Now, where could Wiggins go? Some of the possibilities here. Andrew Wiggins to Houston for Chris Paul. What a terrible trade that would be. Maybe not so much for Houston because Wiggins can at least score. Doesn't do anything else, but Chris Paul's done. How about Miami? Miami's got a bunch of bad contracts. The Heat would like to unload some of those, so your garbage for my garbage. Trash for trash. One man's trash is another man's treasure. There are a handful of teams that kind of make sense. Now, the last thought on Andrew Wiggins. He would have to have a cosmic transformation to become an all-star level player in the NBA. Yeah, he can score, but there are some deep-seated issues here. And I don't want him on any team I like. And I I think he's done enough in Minnesota, outside of a dramatic change. You want nothing to do with him, as Mike Singletary told me years ago. I want winners. I want players who want to win. And Wiggins, he some some NBA players say we got to have a dog. You have a dog outlook, you know. That he's got a dog food mentality. I want winners. I want people that want to win. And Wiggins is just something about him. He's so passive. He's got a lot of Machado in him. He's kind of just like not – he doesn't have that fire, that inner fire. Uh, At least that's what it appears watching from afar. uh, And and, and there's another old college football coach who's no longer coaching college football who had another – statement about players like this and you, uh, you need to be a dog right? Remember that guy that coach, uh, coach at Coastal Carolina? We don't need no meows! We, we don't need no cats! We need more dogs! That's the problem. Andrew Wiggins we needs need to be... We don't need no meows! Yeah. Yeah. We don't need no cats! Yeah. We need more dogs. That's right. Arf! 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 But uh, it, it appears Wiggins is the kind of person that will cut and run at the first sign of uh, trouble. Not someone you want in the in the bunker. You do not want. Lacking the fighting spirit, if you will. So I'm only going 5% that he gets traded this week. Only a 5% chance. Now we have a follow-up to a couple of stories that we have talked about ad nauseum in the overnight over the last couple of weeks. One of them involves that story after the championship was decided, the Toronto Raptors won the NBA Finals. What is going on with Masai Ujiri? Hasn't been arrested yet. We're still waiting. Will he be charged? Will he not be charged? There's some witness statements that say that he never punched anybody. Well, now there's a report coming out that's saying the the officer who was involved in the incident is claiming that he suffered a, quote, serious concussion and a jaw injury after being punched by Musai Ujiri. In the moments after the Raptors uh, won, this is uh, according to TMZ here, it says uh, the attorney for the officer said there was a serious concussion, and he named the joint that was injured, serious jaw injury, and all that. Now, the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, a spokesperson said the officer claimed that Ujiri struck him in the chest and the head like a one-two combo punch. Others are saying it didn't happen at all. So that's one thing about witness statements. Like you can't, I mean, people look at things differently. They don't remember things. You know, people's memories are messed up. It's tough. I mean, you you convict somebody based on witness statements. That is a, that's tough, man. You got to have more than that. Because even when you show people a video, I'm convinced there could have been video of OJ chopping the heads off, the two people he chopped their heads off. And there would have been people saying, well, I'm not sure if that was OJ. I don't know. It might have been an OJ lookalike. I'm not sure. It's just how uh, how life works. But at this point, I- I'm going to say that Ujiri, if he is charged with anything, it's like a misdemeanor, which he, I guess is what they, they said the charges could be anyway. But. If you you damage a police officer and cause a concussion and a jaw injury, which my, my reaction to that is it sounds, my instincts tell me that sounds like it's a lawyer that smells money and knows that Masai Ujiri is going to be making a lot of money. He's going to get a raise as the president of the basketball ops for the Raptors. And so it's like, hey, let's get some of that. Let's get some of that money here. And the only way to get that money in some kind of civil lawsuit is for you to claim you have been... Seriously injured. All right. Now, another follow-up. This is the second follow-up to a story. It involves Big Poppy, David Ortiz. What's going on with David Ortiz? Well, there's uh, reporting that his health is improving. He was upgraded to good condition at Mass General. On Tuesday, he still remains hospitalized, and he's still, at last report, still in the intensive care unit. Even though he's in good condition there, they're monitoring everything, making sure there's no... Infection, But the real mystery is what's going on with the investigation. And the tabloids continue to report from their sources that David Ortiz was wanted by a crime boss, a drug lord in the Dominican, who thought that Ortiz was having some kind of fling with his his wife. And then there's another woman, we talked about this one, that showed up to the hospital, a Dominican model who was... In a cat fight with another woman over David Ortiz. And she was uh, not wearing a lot of clothes, And uh, she had uh, come from the club. <laughs> and uh, she was dressed for the club, not dressed for a fight. And uh, made for some interesting video there. And there's even some more information out about David Ortiz. Now, the, the other report I saw from a different tabloid claims that Ortiz, the way this went down here, Ortiz had been asked to stay away from this particular person, uh, this woman, and he ignored it, apparently. (laughs) He apparently ignored the warning and continued to uh, do whatever he was uh, doing, if you believe these tabloid reports. And then they did name the uh, abuser, I guess, is one of the names here. All these guys have like professional wrestling nicknames, these drug lords. It's like uh, you got to have a good uh, nickname like that. And then the the other report said that they didn't want to kill David Ortiz. They just wanted to, they wanted to keep him alive, but they wanted a handy, they wanted him handicapped. They wanted him like paralyzed. That that's why they shot him in the lower back, because the effort was actually to have Ortiz live, but live in great pain. That that was what the drug lord wanted. He didn't want him dead. He wanted him to live, but he wanted him to be paralyzed, which did not. Uh, apparently work. All right, so uh, the Ben Maller, Sean Fox. We say hello to Edmund de Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Solid
4: Gold, Garcia. I guess that would explain why the guy shot him in the back instead of the head, because maybe he was going for like the spine or something. Yeah, like the, that? they
9: wanted a, the lower spine because he would have been paralyzed from the, at yeah. least the waist down, and that would have, um, if you believe this this other report, that would have been what they wanted because they want him if he wanted Killed. I think we've all seen enough movies yeah. and TV shows. You don't shoot someone in the lower back. No. There, you would go higher, and that would succeed the mission if that was the end game. Yes, so. I
4: would. I would think so as well.
9: Yeah, ah. I'm interested. It's it's been. They always say it, the first 48. It's been 10 days since this happened. Right. We're in, uh, now we're into June 19th, and this happened on June 9th. Right. I believe it happened on June 9th. So it's been about 10 days, uh, give or take. We're in early into the 10th day. They've arrested a bunch of people, but I, I don't think we're ever going to get the real whole story. You know, version of the story, but now, I mean, there's a million different versions of the story, and you have to choose what you want to believe and what
4: you don't want to believe, and well, all that. Well, so. my wife watches that show too, The First Forty Eight. But you've got to understand that this isn't like the Memphis PD.
9: No, on this, it's, it's not it's, Dallas like a, detectives.
4: Or, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a nationwide uh, thing for for you know the Dominican, they're, they're like, whatever their top cops are. They're uh, federal agents, I'm, I'm guessing. This is the number one crime yeah. right now in that country, right? So right.
9: they're best guys. There's other crime, though. I'm assuming that other people have been shot. Sure, the but uh, and, they weren't yeah. famous. so they doesn't you know, matter. Yeah. Their lives aren't as important. They're that's not exactly famous Because right. famous people are better people because they're famous. <laughs> that's right. So if you're not famous, you don't really matter. And that's really the lesson of life, I think, isn't it? Yes, maybe. I don't know. All right, Spin out of the show. We'll take your phone calls if you want to be part. And if you missed an earlier hour of the show, the podcast will be up shortly after we get off the air. And we will have, if you go back and hear the podcast, in-depth team coverage of the latest round of Spats with Shats. It is back round number three or round number four. It continues on, and the trilogy is just rolls on. Unprovoked, I was just minding my own business. And next thing I know, Captain James T. Kirk is on the attack. All right, it's Ben with Sean Fox. Let's go to the phones. Exclusive Steve is in Manhattan. Hello, Steve.
1: One beer, one bourbon, oh! and one scotch. And out the door I went. Hey, listen there, uh, Grande uh, Benito. First of all, well, usually when they shoot, they usually go for the, the large, massive body. Like you know, It's not like you, know, you can aim for a guy's hand or something, unless you basically really just walk up to the person and shoot him in the head. And uh, last night well, was a well, wild. I do, I
9: do look to you for my shooting information, Steve. You're the guy well, that I turn to for that.
1: Well, at one time in New York City, you could give a junkie five dollars to hit somebody. That was the Wild West days at one time. There was like two thousand murders a year in New York City.
9: I was there at the tail end of that. I recall when they had all the peep shows in Times Square and all that, all that good stuff. And uh, you can get a,
1: fa- I got a. I got
9: a. I wanted to buy a fake ID when I was underage, and I went to New York for the first time. I went in one of those stores in Times Square, and the guy pulled out a book and said, "Which state do you want?" <laughs> he had a book of all the different driver's licenses from every state. I know, I, this guy's prepared. This guy's a shyster, and he's
1: prepared. Right. I, you know, I just saw Governor Cuomo on the, uh, the news the other night. He says he wants to legalize marijuana. I thought marijuana was legal. I'm not kidding. I thought marijuana was legal in New York City for the last for, for well, my they, whole life. They lifetime. don't just
9: enforce it. Yeah. Every time I'm in New York, you walk down the street, you smell weed. You can't go in certain parts of the city. So, yeah, it's basic. It's essentially legal. Come on.
1: Yeah, definitely legal and there. Plus, that you know, something Governor Cuomo could quit politics tonight, fly out to Hollywood. That guy could easily command $20 million a movie. He could play the heavy in any movie. No. no oh, definitely. He no, could play that. Come no, on. Froggy, no, step on it.
9: No. He's got no acting ability. Well, he's a politician, so I guess he's an actor as a politician because they're all phony, right? So I guess he maybe he has some acting skills. Yeah.
1: I'm just saying the way he looks. He has the look like. He has that. So you're you know.
9: stereotyping that he looks like an Italian mafioso boss guy. Is that what you're saying?
1: No, yeah. I didn't say that. Yeah, that's I what you're saying. You're implying that. You're clearly implying that. You don't have to be a, a mafiosa guy to play the heavy in a movie, you know. He just yeah. has that look. All right, so here's, here's
9: the deal, Steve. Listen, we, I promoted you yesterday. This was a dud. I mean, what? you didn't fight back, Steve. You were pretty passive. Mm-hmm. It was you versus the world. And you didn't even raise your blood pressure at all. You were very calm the whole
1: time. That doesn't make for good ta- talk radio. But no, yes, it does make good. Good radio because the people could hear the responses. Some of the responses were really funny. You had that woman. What did she want me to do? Like audition for to be Jason in Friday the Thirteenth? What she was saying to me. Another clown up in Beantown, Brian or oh, Scott, whatever his name was. My answers were very crisp and very precise and to the point. Yeah. No. And it's good radio because you could well, hear the, it. Well, The
9: most amazing thing about that night was the fact that you revealed you solved the D.C. sniper case. That that, that all blew us away. We were all stunned by that. That we had a, I, a legend in our, in our midst. there. It was amazing.
1: Well, I did. They well, they had all these so, <laughs> listen. They had all these so-called experts on TV and the radio saying it was one shooter and an ice cream truck. I said, no way. I said, it's got to be at least two shooters, two yeah. lunatics who were able to I, conceal themselves. I, yes. I, I, did I, you I name
9: it. them? Did you give the license plate number out? Did you do that? No.
1: No. I didn't do any of that stuff. I basically let them know it was more than one guy doing the shooting. They probably
9: figured that out on their own, though. I think you know, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, you're going to have someone call in and say they, they solved the Loch Ness Monster case or something, but I'm just letting you well, know.
9: I already had a guy that called up a couple years ago that explained to me the Earth is hollow. Do you know that? You didn't know that, did you? The Earth is hollow. There's people that live in the middle of the Earth. You didn't know that, did you? Guy called up the show a couple years ago, explained the whole thing to me.
1: Yeah, there was a TV show. Like, I mean, it was before my time, the Journey to the Center of the Earth. There was people that's a real. There. That's a
9: real thing. That's like a documentary, that show. Yeah,
1: yeah, and you were talking about Wiggins. Wiggins, if he can't play, he's going to end up on the Knicks. I mean, that's that's annoying. Well, he does have
9: Knicks. He's a he's a one one trick pony, right? Just plays offense, doesn't play defense, doesn't really try to do anything else. So he's perfect for the Knicks. All right, I, thank you, Steve. Go uh, go do something else. All right, so uh, the Ben Maller show on Fox as we press on later this hour. We're gonna have too much or not enough. We got cooking with Roberto. We'll have that as well, and make way for the librarian. We'll get to that, and we will do
0: it next.
9: Pascal, see come.
0: That's not his name. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
1: I thought in that moment,
5: It's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
12: Oxygen,
4: water, and Twitter—yes, Twitter—are all necessary to sustain life on the Ben Maller show. Express yourself, and we may read your thoughts on the radio. You can follow your host on Twitter; he's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites on the Ben Maller show. He's got his cooking with Roberto segment coming up later on in the show. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. He's at Raider underscore Rob 24. That's the wrong Mexican, man. (laughs) (laughs) And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
9: We'll talk about the librarian. Always good on overnight sports radio to talk about the librarian. A very important person in society. For civic pride, The librarian. Supermarket Steve advises me to pull out the voodoo doll. Not quite there yet. Blind Scott says that this guy Steve grows on me. That's what he he had to say. there. he was the guy that challenged exclusive Steve. Let's go to is it Sherbert? Is that his name? Is that, am I saying that? Oh, Schubert, not Sherbert, Schubert. I was thinking of ice cream, Sherbert ice cream, but it's Schubert. Hello, Schubert. What's going on, Schubert? Not to be confused with Cubert, which was a video game back in the day. Hello, Schubert. Money, money, money,
14: money. Money,
16: yo, Big Ben Mallard. What's up, my pimp juice?
9: <laughs> well, we go way back. Me and you, we go back, man. We rolled together back in the day. I, you were my wingman. Is that right?
16: Amen, brother. Preach it.
9: That's right. We had great memories, man. Back in the day, we can't talk about that because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right?
16: Oh, it's staying there. Believe you me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just want to say, Big Ben, man, it, it's, it's literally an honor to talk to you. I've been waiting for this moment for about four or five years. I don't know exactly how long it was, but it was kind of the end of Jeannie and Medford's reign uh, of calling up. So it's been that long. Uh, well, we, real, lo- we, we, love,
9: we love Jeannie. Jeannie was a legend. She's an all-time legend. She lives on. The, the, the ghost of Jeannie and Medford is alive and well on our show. <laughs>
16: Yes. Yeah, I, I was blessed enough to uh, be able to hear her live, and uh, my old job I used to have to listen to you in the mornings on the podcast. But my new job allows me to listen to you like once or twice a week live. So I'm happy to be able to call you, man.
9: Well, thank you. I'm glad you're listening. Thanks for the support, and tell your tell your friends, force them to download the podcast. Even if they don't listen to it, just download the podcast. You
16: know. And yeah. uh, real real quick, I know you, you're on a time budget, but. I just wanted to say you you have the best callers. That's what's that's what makes the show, oh, my well, man. Well, you, because because
9: you're, you're a caller, see, you're pat, you're you're praising yourself. You see what you're doing there, Schubert. <laughs> you're, you're praising yourself.
16: Hey, I I am now, but no, for yeah. real. I mean, you're you're a funny yeah. guy, but your callers make the show.
9: Wow, clearly,
16: man. yes. I um, know about that, yes. Yeah. I know it's a little late in the in the call, but my name's actually Hubert, not Schubert.
9: Oh well, Coop smoked a lot of weed earlier, so that's right, Hubert. Yeah, I was oh, going to say, that was a nice, uh, like, Schubert? Huber. I asked him
10: to repeat himself twice.
16: It sounded like Schubert both times, so. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Koopa Loop, I apologize. I, I, I wanted to have a longer conversation with you, but I got a little starstruck. <laughs>
9: it's all good. It happens. Especially when Koop's out meeting women, it happens. Now that he does that, he got a girlfriend. But all right, thank, go away. Thank you. All right, Herbert. Thanks for listening, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. But no one else wants to hear that conversation, so we'll move on. Yes? All right, Uh, David writes in says, "Wow, exclusive! Steve is a clairvoyant, freaking amazing." He says. So as far as the librarian, Kawhi Leonard has been given an offer from the library, the public library in Toronto. (laughs) The people of Toronto act like you've been there before. Okay, I know you want to keep Kawhi Leonard, but they have offered the the Toronto Public Library has offered Kawhi Leonard. Free books, music, and movies if he re-signs with the Toronto Raptors. Now, what is? how much does it cost to, to check out a book at the Toronto Public Library? I'm pretty confident <laughs> Kawhi can afford it. Now, the other things here. Kawhi has been offered a free condo, free food for life from a couple of restaurants around Toronto, He has been given a key to the city. He's now got free library books. And there are several other businesses in Toronto that have offered lifetime agreements for Kawhi Leonard. Now, I got a theory on this. And tell me I'm wrong here. No one actually takes this stuff up. Like, occasionally these things have happened over the years. But you are seen as such a slub. If, like if Kawhi Leonard were to re-sign with the Raptors, which is certainly a possibility. They won the NBA Finals. If Kawhi re-signs to Toronto and then says, I'd like the free condo and I would like the free burgers and fries for life and I want to get all the music downloads and all the books and all the music at the Toronto Public Library, he'd be like douchey McDouche if he did that, right? <laughs> So it's all it's all just a marketing gimmick for these businesses. I get it. You know, it's like civic pride. We want to keep Kawhi Leonard in Toronto, but there's no way Kawhi can cash in any of this. But of, of all the, I was trying to think, like, which professional athlete would have done like cash these things? And I would say uh, Ron Artest. Ron Artest is certainly one of them. Terrell Owens, T.O. Uh, Scotty Pippen, no Tippin Pippen back in the day. He was legendarily uh, cheap back in back in his day. Anyway, so that's that's the Kawhi Leonard librarian story. He uh, they they offered him a special card at the Toronto Public Library. When's the last time you went to a library?
4: I oh. had to go for some reason. It wasn't to get a book. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I had to fill out some paperwork for a passport or something.
9: Oh, did you? Yeah. I actually was at a library last week. My wife is uh, she's now into the library, so <laughs> I, I, I have, have a friend go who goes. And, I, I
4: sit in the car while she goes to the library. I but. have a friend who rents all of his videos
9: from there because they're free. Yeah, no, it's actually a really good deal. I mean, it, it, you think about it. Uh, I say videos, DVDs, but yeah. well, what, I mean, But yeah, I mean, even the, the book thing. When you buy a book, you read it. How many people go back and read a book once you've read a book? You can you can download them now on yeah. your uh, app, and whatnot. it's actually not From a bad a, deal. Yeah, my wife
4: does it for uh, books. Under back
9: uh, on the I'm back iPad. on the library bandwagon. It's a good value. You want to save some money? That's the way to do it.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ben, did
4: you see this report from The Athletic? Uh, a former Dodger, I don't know if this name, I'm going to get this name right, Rob Segedin, uh, suing yep, suing the uh, team, and uh, apparently they had a, a team doctor for apparently misdiagnosing some hand injury they'd had, surgery on, and... a. Never was able to make it to the big leagues, he claims, because of this. But the interesting part of this yes. lawsuit is his wife is also joined in,
9: claiming... What is she upset by?
4: Well, she says because of this hand surgery that went wrong, uh, she is claiming loss of love, com- <laughs> com- companionship, <laughs> comfort, affection, solace, and sexual relations. So they stopped making Whoopi
9: because he couldn't play anymore? I-
4: it must have been a you
9: know a heck of a hand. Uh, Didn't he? He played for the Dodgers. Like, he actually made a couple, yeah. like a part-time player for bits and pieces for a couple of years, right?
4: I I I'd never heard of him before, but well, no, because he, he wasn't a were, star. You a but you're a fan. You might have heard of this guy, but
9: uh, well, I've heard of him, but I. So his wife stopped stooping him because he. That's a wild loss of love. <laughs> you gotta be really hard up for money, like to do, But he he played in the major league, so he's in the pension. He gets the pension. That's a good pension. You play like one day in the major leagues, and you're in the pension program. Really? I thought you had to play a certain number of years. No, it's, I think it's one day in the major leagues, and you get... Really? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this with uh, the, the pension program in baseball. Has it
4: changed over the years? Because I had a friend who played major league baseball, and he called it quits like a couple months before his pension was going to kick, and I tell him, yeah, you're a on. What I, are you doing? I, I thought it
15: was, you. if you get called up for the minors... You get the, the well, it's, Major it's, League veterans. Well, it's for,
9: here's the way it works. As of a couple of years ago, Major League pension plan, it, it's 43 days. So it's not one. It's 43 days. But Sagan was in the Major Leagues more than 43 yeah, he was days. Wow. So 43 days, you're you're vested. You get a minimum pension of 34000 a year, which ain't great. Wow. But that's thirty-four grand, wow, really? and you're thirty, I, you're I think thirty-five, it's pretty great. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rob Sagan is thirty years old. He's guaranteed you know, he he can get a crap job that doesn't pay very much. He's already got thirty-five grand. So even if he takes a job that pays him you know twenty thousand a year or whatever, he's got fifty thousand dollars a year, which ain't you know better than nothing. You done? I'm done. Thank you. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We press on from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Geico. 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 All right, let's say hello to Andrew in Fremont. We are going to play the game here in a moment, so I need a contestant somewhere who wants to play too much or not enough. And at some point here, maybe this hour, maybe next, we'll have cooking with Roberto. We'll see if we need to bump it to the next hour.
17: Hello, hey, Andrew. Dave, I, want, I want to tell you something. I want to challenge Whippy Pryor Blair to a race and when he comes to the <laughs> so, to- because- I have. Because... Yeah, this weekend I'm
9: going to UC Davis for special Olympics. Oh, you are! Oh, oh look at you, special Andrew! Throwdown now, Andrew! You got to win a medal, Andrew, because Blair won a medal. So you have to try. To, have you? Have you been in this thing before, Andrew? I've been since 1998. 1998. You're a 20-year veteran. <laughs> wow. oh my God, you've uh-huh. said you've got more Olympics than anyone. <laughs> That's amazing. Screw you Michael Phelps. <laughs> yeah, you're like the Michael Phelps of this operation. That's wild.
17: Al- I also have a Special Olympics World Winter Games medal from Boise, Idaho, in 2000. Take that, Blair! This guy's got the Winter Games in Idaho. I didn't know the there were I special there Winter a... Games. No, Andrew, uh, I, I, I have met, I've
9: met—I've obviously met you. You were in here, and I've met Blair uh, when I was in Boston back in April. So, who do you think would win in a race? Oh man, Andrew,
10: for sure. Oh, well, I mean, you... I, have, I haven't met Blair, but I saw the pictures. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just too many potato chips. Andrew's a little leaner I, and meaner. I, yeah, yeah, Andrew's got the the aerodynamics down.
9: <laughs> oh, that'd yeah. be a great race. I'd love to see that. Can you yeah. guys both come to the I studio? Also, we'll do it out in the street on Ventura Boulevard. Right here, not many cars. <laughs>
17: there's no cars there.
4: That would be awesome. I
17: also own a 2009 special Olympic... International with the golf
14: medal.
9: Well now you're just bragging. <laughs> now you're now you're just bragging, Andrew. No one loves a bragger like that. I mean, come on. I've won no medals. I've been in radio. I've been in radio twenty years. I've never won anything. Yeah, I want any- He I, told uh, me he wanted to bet
10: Blair that he's gonna win more medals than him this weekend. Oh you won't oh, okay. Lobster.
9: What's a bet of a lobster? Better your lobster dinner? Okay. All right. Well, he lives in Maine. He gets lobster all the time, probably, yeah. living in Maine. But uh, Okay, all right, listen, Andrew, I love it, man. I like your trash talk. That's what this show's all about. Uh, I love it. And uh, Whoopi Pie Blair, he's probably passed out right now because he's <laughs> drunk, but when he sobers up and somebody tells him about this, we'll have him call in and keep listening, Andrew, in the future show. It's just, is it this weekend? Is that when the event is? Yes.
17: And you, David, you know what? You, I
9: will vote you into the... Fox Sports Rio Hall Fame. Best. Well, life. thank you. Very kind of you to do that. I, you you, you got to go to sleep. here. You, you got to rest up. You got to win a medal. Okay, win another oh, okay. one. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Okay. I go away. All right. Wow. Got a lot of champions. Winter. Uh, yeah. Winter. Think, Special Olympics. You think Colin Cowherd has Olympics. that on the herd? Nope. No. Of course not. You think he's doing interviews with guys that have won medals at the Special Olympics? Hell to the no. And you can't start now, Colin. I know you want this kind of radio. You cannot do this kind of radio. Stay in your lane. (laughs) 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 All right, we're going to push back cooking with Roberto, but we will have too much or not enough. We're going to get to that coming up, and we will do it
0: next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
4: Double your pleasure, double your fun with the Ben Maller Show podcast. Not only can you hear the program live from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern, but you can also go back and catch up on old episodes and classic moments you may have missed or need to hear again. It's an archive of audio gold available on demand. Subscribe to the Ben Maller Show podcast on iTunes and give us five stars. It will annoy the corporate muckety-mucks. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
0: It's another Ben Maller game. We've endured too many of these. Is weeks. it too much or not enough?
9: Enough already. All right, here we go. Too much or not enough. You go five for five. You join the exclusive 50-50 club. Very few people have done it over the years. All you have to do is get three out of five right to win the game. And let's get to it right now. We, we are going to bump Supermarket Steve's upset. He says, please don't bump my favorite set. We're not bumping. We're just, for, t- for ratings purposes, we're moving Cooking with Roberto to Prime Morning Drive. And he says, where where Roberto reads Mexican ads, I cannot wait anymore. That's from Supermarket Steve. So he's a big fan of your segment. Uh, Let's say hello to our contestant for this edition of Too Much or Not Enough. That would be Chris in Houston. Hello, Christopher. Hello,
14: hello, hello.
9: All right. Chris would like to be traded just like Chris Paul. They both want to be (laughs) What? Man, I'm
14: convinced.
3: Uh, exclusive Steve is that one of them guys. Remember that radio show he used to come on in the morning on Sundays? Oh yeah, you want a boat? Listen to, to me, him? I'll
9: win you a boat. <laughs> I love <laughs> I love those scam shows. Those are the greatest. <laughs> when I when I worked Sundays uh, with Looney uh, years ago, we I we, we would drive in both listening to one of these scam uh, scambling shows we call them not gambling Scambling shows. And we would we, we would do impersonations. We'd each try to one up each other with impersonations of those comments Anyway, we got to get in the game, Chris. We don't have too much time, so let's. Let's play. It's too much or not enough. Chris, a regular caller. He, he works at a, a store in Houston stocking the shelves there. But he's going to lo- leave the show eventually because he wants to go to the day. He wants to be traded to the day shift. All right, here we go. Question number one. Masahiro Tanaka became the sixth Japanese-born pitcher to throw 10,000 shutouts Ten strikeouts, rather. Shutouts? Ten ten strikeouts in a shutout. Uh, Is that too much or not enough? I don't think that makes sense, but just go with it.
3: I'm going too much.
9: Too much. All right. Uh, Is it too much? Yes, uh, too much is right. He became only the fourth Japanese player to do that with ten strikeouts in a shutout. You, Darvish, uh, he's dead to me. Uh, And Hideo Nomo did it five times, and uh, Kuroda. All right, here we go. Question number two. Here we go. Question two. Edwin Encarnacion has had five consecutive seasons of 30 home runs or more. Is that too much or not enough? I'm going too much again. Nice. Doubling down on too much, trying to go two and zero. Let's find out, Chris. <laughs> was that? You played both. What the hell was that? You got it wrong. You're a sick, twisted bastard over there. No, it's uh, not enough. You got it wrong. Encarnacion has had seven Straight seasons of 30 or more home runs. That's the longest streak in professional baseball, and now he's a New York Yankee. Screw you, Roberto. Okay. Chris got got all excited and he got disappointed. All right, question number three. Only four players in NBA history have had more triple-doubles in the finals than Draymond Green. Is that too much or not enough?
14: Mm, I'm going to say too much.
9: Too much. Trying to get a second correct answer. Chris in Houston, the answer is... Yeah, too much. Now, to be fair, Draymond's in the finals every year, and so that does give him an advantage, but the only ones with more, LeBron and someone named Irvin Johnson from back in the day. All right, question number four. You're one correct answer away from winning a golden ticket, Chris. Here it is. There are five players in big league history with 200 home runs for multiple teams. Is that too much or not enough? Not enough. This is for the win. You want to keep that answer? You want to? You want to stick to your guns? You're going to change your answer? I'm going too much. Wait, wait, what? What you? I'm your,
17: changing. I'm changing. You're
9: changing. Well, no, you don't have yeah, to I'm change. Changing. No, 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 no. Don't change because of me. Don't change because of me. Now you, I'm changing. Well, now you're changing again, or you're staying? I don't I'm confused. I don't know what you're... I'm, I'm going too much. You sure about that? Yeah. All right, let's find out. You sure? All right, let's find out if you're right. No, oh, you should have kept your, You should have stayed with your word. Not enough. Albert Pujols became the sixth player to do so, joining Griffey, Maguire, Palmero, Manny Ramirez, and Jimmy Fox from back in the day. All right, it comes down to question five. Here we go. Chris Sale plays for the Red Sox, has had seven starts this season with ten strikeouts or more. Is that too much or not enough for the too win? Much. I'm going too much. Now, this one I think you probably should change your answer. You want to change your answer here? No, nah, no, nah, I'm saying that. No, no, but I think you should change your answer. Like I'm giving nah, you I'm some pri- No, I'm telling you, I'm giving you some friendly advice here. You
14: should change your answer. All right. If so he didn't twist my arm, Ben, I'm going not enough.
9: Now he's going not enough. You sure you want that as your answer?
14: See, there you go, dude. There you go, <laughs> Tyler. <10,
9: 12. laughs> all right, right, we we'll keeping it at not enough. Is he right? Let's sweater! Woo! <laughs> now, if I, I, if go I go didn't go like you, go I would have left go it the go wrong go answer. Go.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What do you do when the anchor
9: has problems? One NFL team dealing with that right now. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast... Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So there's something a little different here. I want want to tell you a programming note later this hour, in a few minutes here, following this brief Malor monologue, we will have Cooking with Roberto. Combining two things people love, food and sports radio, side by side. What happens when you put them together in a mashup, you will find out coming up in a few minutes. It's very exciting, so please record this and you can play it back and cook yourself in the kitchen. So, we have some dramatics in the NFL world. This involves the Carolina Panthers, a team that we don't normally talk about. They're not on our radar all that often but specifically the status of Cameron Newton, Cam Fig Newton. Now, if you saw this week, Ron Rivera, who? He's the coach of the Carolina Panthers, and he had a lot to say about his starting quarterback. If you missed it, I'll catch you up to speed here. So Cam Newton has spent a lot of time rehabbing. He's coming back from shoulder surgery. I'm surprised he's apparently going to play. I thought there was a chance he wouldn't play. Panthers were preparing contingency plans for Newton not to be able to play, but it appears he will be able to play when the season begins uh, soon enough. And Rivera revealed the Panthers coach that Cam is, quote, tweaking his throwing motion in an effort to avoid further medical issue. So how is that going? Uh, Don't ask. Uh, Do not ask. Uh, Not going so well, uh, shall we say. And, and you know this is not, not going particularly good when the coach is admitting to it. Uh, Rivera, opining on this, said the timing is always a work in progress, and that's kind of what happens when you don't go through a spring, which is what Cam Newton has avoided, right? He hasn't been right on the money because he had not been able to play because he had surgery and all that. So that's, that's what Rivera said he, as he articulated his position. Uh, he went on to say, that Cam Newton has not worked with the core of receivers that Carolina has much at all uh, in, in the offseason. So he has got some more work to do, blah, 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 blah. All right, so let's discuss the question. How optimistic should the Carolina Panthers be that Cam Newton will find a way to improve his timing and change the way he throws the football to avoid future injury? Yeah. <laughs> On the Maller scale of optimism, with 10 being Tom Brady starting for your team in the Super Bowl, I am at a two with Cam Newton. I'm at a two. You can't talk me out of a two. My take, you've got the yo-yo, enigma, and the box. And we will put all of this together, and we will make some fettuccine. Is that what we're making? Fettuccine? Some fettuccine Alfredo? Yeah. I love fettuccine Alfredo. It's a good dish. If I go to an Italian restaurant, they don't have fettuccine Alfredo? You know what I'd do? Walk out. That's, That's what I, you have I do. have to go anymore. You can make it at home. That's what i walk out. Now, you make it at home. That's right. All right, so anyway, to, to lead off here, if you are expecting, if you are a cockeyed optimist and you are expecting Cam Newton to go out and dominate, uh, I would tell you good luck. He's not going to have an epiphany at this point in his career. Now I've got, uh, if you believe that Cam Newton's going to come back after shoulder surgery and the way his career has gone to this point being choppy, then I have some beachfront property in Nebraska that I can sell you for pennies on the dollar. It's like that story in Florida. Did you see the story in Florida the other day? Somebody bought a piece of land, a parcel of land that The government was auctioning off. This guy bought the land thinking he had purchased enough land to build a house on. He then went to see the land, and it was about one foot wide. It was the space between two properties. (laughs) And he paid thousands of dollars for this piece of land. Anyway, uh, I guess you got to read the fine print on that. But that's about where I am with Cam Newton. Now, do not expect an amazing evolution here for Newton. He has been in the NFL for eight seasons, and you are set in your ways. Habits have been formed. Good habits, sometimes that works out, good habits, right? Sometimes bad habits, sometimes horrible habits. So it it really depends. Ugly, the good, the bad, the ugly. Now, the one staple of Cam Newton has been he is consistently inconsistent. At points... He's been a dynamo. But more times than not, he's like a yo yo from drive to drive. Sometimes the yo yo goes down, sometimes the yo yo goes up, and you can spin it all around. And when things go bad, when there's a stench in the air everywhere, what often happens? People revert into their their habits, their bad instincts, if you will. It has been a struggle and it will continue to be a struggle. And I know Cam Newton's got to be an optimist, or well, he doesn't have to be an optimist, but his coach has to be an optimist. Now, furthermore, Newton has had a essentially a hole in his ozone layer from the start of his career. Now, so well, he won an MVP. And I said this at the time on the airwaves of Fox Sports Radio behind the microphones. I don't want to retry that case, but he shouldn't have won the MVP that year. He won the MVP because Carolina won 15 games that season, and they got to the Super Bowl. Of course, that's a regular season award, and they lost to the Broncos in the Super Bowl that year. But Cam Newton had very average numbers in very key areas, but he still won the MVP. He was... 8th in quarterback rating, 11th in yards per attempt. Tyrod Taylor that year averaged more yards passing when he was in Buffalo than Cam Newton. And Cam Newton, that the year he won the MVP, you know what he finished in completion percentage? 27th in the NFL, and he won the Most Valuable Player Award. Uh, but I digress. Uh, anyway, so listen, Newton has been an enigma. There are times, I, I'm not going to push back on the fact, there are times when, when it's clicking, and he can run through people. He's like a bull uh, running over people and completing passes. It's amazing. It's a tantalizing skill set when he's running the football. But the main job of the quarterback is to complete a high percentage of passes, be efficient, limit mistakes. Those are the basics. We don't need to go through all that again. But Newton has been an abject failure in those areas. He has been haunted by bad plays. We pointed it out before. But if you add up the interceptions, the incompletions, the sacks, and the fumbles, Cam Newton last year, he only played 14 games. He had 199, 199 negative plays. So the Maller math. Works out to an average of 14.2 bad plays per game. That sucks. It's not good. All right, last thing here. Now, he, Newton has been a quote, work in progress, unquote, his entire career. And every time I talk about Cam Newton, which isn't very often these days because it's off season and all that, we usually do a couple Cam Newton monologues a year. He wears funny hats after games and he says uh, occasionally interesting things. But Cam Newton has never said anything that can match the statement he made when early in his career, Carolina was not playing very well, and it was the Mona Lisa of statements from Cam Newton. It was, what's in the box? Carolina was struggling. They had no answers. And Cam Newton's solution. Do you remember this? Cam Newton's solution for the Carolina Panthers was to put a suggestion box in the Carolina Panthers locker room. And I cannot hear the name Cam Newton without thinking about a starting quarterback in the NFL thinking this was a good idea. I mean, it's just, it's just wonderful. I've worked at radio stations that have had suggestion boxes. I've told the story before, but uh, the the boss at the radio station said, "Oh yeah, you, you put it in there. It's you know, whatever you want. Be critical. It doesn't matter." The first person that put something critical, the program director, he brought everyone in and interrogated them to try to find out who the person was that put the thing in because he wanted to fire the person. So yeah, put whatever you want in the suggestion box. I suggest we get a new quarterback. But anyway, the final, final point here. Two and a half months. We're about two and a half months away from real regular season football. Training camp's going to start in about a month. Month of exhibition football, and then there you go. Boom. Floodgates are open. We're, the gate is up. We're off to the races. And from the sound of things, Cam Newton is going to begin the year fragile. So what does that mean? I don't know what it means. Neither do you, but I, we can assume a couple of things. Does that mean that Cam Newton's going to run more because he doesn't want to throw because he's throwing motions messed up? Is he going to be tentative and not run as often because he's worried about getting hit and he's not going to be Sonic the Hedgehog running around? He's not going to do that. That's the quagmire. The other conundrum for the Carolina Panthers is their depth chart. Forget the wide receivers. Because you've never heard of them. How could you forget them? Jarius Wright, DJ Moore, Torrey Smith. They did sign Chris Hogan, but he's a product of Tom Brady. You think Chris Hogan's going to be great without Tom Brady throwing him the football? I don't. That's a house of horrors at the receiver position. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox and now here to crash the party. Get ready. Get get those kitchen utensils out. We are going to do some cooking. All right. Excited, Eddie? I am. I know your heart skips a beat when you hear this because <laughs> it is time now for Cooking oh with Roberto. Oh he is racist.
15: Oh
9: oh he, oh he knows chapter and verse, everything in the kitchen. He's a trained professional chef in his house, right? That's right. You cook a lot of the meals in your oh, house. I cook Roberto, all the right? meals. My all wife doesn't meal. cook, she doesn't cook. That. What a lazy person. She refuses to cook. All right. All right. <laughs> Look at you, Roberto. Way to go. Good job by you. Thank you, Big Man. I do the dishes. Does that count for anything, Roberto? I do oh, the I'm dishes. I'm glad I don't I'm have gonna, to do the dishes. I cook a little just... bit on the weekends. But anyway, go ahead. What do we have, Roberto? It's very exciting.
15: Cooking Roberto is brought to you by Coop's Marijuana Bongload Company. Get, <laughs> high, get high like Coop every day. And by visit Tijuana.com where it is safe to travel and visit, unlike the Dominican Republic. Oh, look at that. Taking a shot at the And of course, where prostitution is legal, and you, can o- and you only have to be 18 to participate.
9: Take that, Supermarket Steve, right there. Meet all the requirements right there. You're over 18.
15: All right. So today, I'm going to give you a, a recipe to make some homemade Alfredo sauce. Good. And we'll make some fettuccine- Chicken alfredo, because who doesn't like fettuccine chicken alfredo, right? The
9: noodles with the alfredo sauce and the chicken, perfection.
15: Perfection. I will will say I'm starting to make less pasta at
9: home because it's just, Oh, man. It's bad for you. But you got to cheat. Yeah. There are different kinds of pasta you can get, Roberto. You don't yeah, have to get it. Yeah, but some of that other pasta. pasta is just not the same, man. Have you tried, because ri- I, I have some of the same issues you have. So, I like rice noodles. Have you tried that? Not bad? Uh, no. I got to tell you, not bad. Uh, rice noodles. You put enough sauce on anything, it tastes <laughs> fine. Okay. Oh, yeah, rice noodles are good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually, have some rice noodles. Yeah, they're noodles. not yeah, they're bad. Pretty good. Yeah. And they're he- uh, no, a little healthier than. Anyway, go ahead. This one rec- has th- rice noodles. This recipe is quick and easy.
15: All right, so that's that's the best part about it. Well, does it uh, taste good? Oh, it's amazing. All right, that's all I need to know. And to make your life easier, uh, I, I usually when I make something with chicken, I just go to Costco and get the rotisserie chicken that's already there, and I usually I'll make like some tostadas at home with it. Yeah, I'll make some chicken uh, fettuccine chicken alfredo, it's just easier. My mom, when she cooked, she would get the, buy the chicken at the store and then boil it, add all her, her stuff to it. But yeah. it's,
9: uh, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I, I've been doing that. Like ass. I take a chicken breast and you cut it up into little pieces for like fajitas or something yeah. like that. It's a nightmare.
15: Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. nightmare. It so takes forever. Try to make it a little easier. So the ingredients we need are chicken, fettuccine pasta, a head of garlic. Cause oh. you gotta have enough garlic. Right, you gotta
9: put two heads in there.
15: Yeah. yeah. No, you should, I usually, I use
9: better than one. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah. All
10: right. yeah. No, it's obviously it has got
15: garlic. It's a whole, the
10: whole the whole the whole the thing, whole, the whole thing. Like, like all the clothes, hey, I tried, clothes yep. cool, all man. of it
9: yeah. i tried that you guys see that video that viral video of the people with the, the guy with a knife uh sports plus yes now. i
10: did see that did i you, tried you, try, it. you did didn't work oh i didn't, oh, I didn't, didn't think it so i watched that i'm like eh, i don't know i was so that. i
9: was so upset i was like it should be easy take a knife you stab the garlic and pull it out and it didn't it's work it's not that easy yeah that's doesn't work so then i read somewhere there's a trick to it you got to cut off the bottom part of the garlic but it didn't look like in the video the guy cut the garlic anyway, sorry Robert, well, now I I, well now at costco
15: they have the the garlic that's all, all the the cloves are all yeah. peeled for you already ready to go authentic so from the belly of the beast from northern california so that's yeah. it's ready to go and we need butter and heavy whipping cream pepper kosher salt parmesan cheese and some olive oil
9: uh, so you, and you want to go through the exact amount of ingredients or just put whatever you want in there and just cook it up?
15: Well, yeah. I, don't, I, I didn't write any of that.
9: Nah, proper so that, ingredients yeah, don't matter. You, yeah, you're so supposed to put whatever home. you want in. Yeah.
15: yeah. So you bring, you bring a large pot of water to a boil, yeah. add the kosher salt and olive oil, and then of course you add the fettuccine pasta. Yeah. I like my pasta al dente. So after 10, 11 minutes, it's ready. It's, ready. it's the only way to have it. And then drain. Yeah, exactly. Some people like to overcook that thing and not me.
9: Now for the good stuff. Here you go. Uh, here's the good stuff. You put booze in it. What do you do? Uh, no. no. Here's oh, the, okay.
15: make, how we make the sauce, the Alfredo sauce. All right. So you get the head of garlic. Done. And about a th- you get a, th- the, a third of the the bar of, of butter usually.
9: Oh. On well, a stainless steel pad. Put, pe- put the whole thing in. Yeah. Oh. Put the whole thing in. <laughs> nah. No. But butter's great. Yeah. People yeah, love yeah. butter. It's gonna kill you, but it's good. Yeah. It tastes
15: good, man. I usually put a, a third or, or two thirds of it. Or, or the whole thing, yeah. Or the I guess you yeah. can put the whole thing if you want.
9: <laughs> yeah, who's looking? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, how,
15: how many how many people are you making this this sauce for? Uh, for about four people, four or five. So four people. Yeah, I mean, but then the, but then the the sauce gets too too yellowy. It doesn't look like Alfredo sauce. You know what I'm saying here? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. We're worried about yeah. presentation. Yeah, it's presentation okay, also. I understand. So you put all the garlic and the butter on a stainless steel frying pan. Cook it on high or medium heat. Mix the butter and the garlic together. Just before the butter becomes brown, add the heavy whipping cream, and cook on high. And then you add the kosher salt, black pepper, and Parmesan cheese.
9: Ooh, the Parmesan
15: cheese! Yeah, you gotta have nice. the Parmesan cheese because yeah. that's what helps make the it helps to thicken the 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 sauce. So once the cream rises to the top, turn yeah. it off, and add some more Parmesan cheese. Obviously, taste it and add more salt if you need it.
9: Now, do you ever say when you're done, you bam like that? That's uh, a cooking cliche, right? That I just guy. say. Damn, that's good. Damn, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, I like
15: it. And then you add the fettuccine, mix mix it up around until we get the pasta all covered up in Alfredo sauce, and then I add the chicken from the rotisserie chicken that I that I mentioned earlier. Mix it around some more, and it's ready to go. Yeah. The best part of this yeah. the is part? the way the house smells, like Alfredo sauce all over the yeah. whole house,
9: man. Which is better than how it would smell and otherwise. and the, so. and it's. It's amazing. It's magic and pasta. I'm going to bring some tomorrow. I you will will bring are them. Oh, good. Well, yeah. I love fettuccine Alfredo. I will I'm bring some in tomorrow. That. Thank you. I'll eat that when I finish my fast. That'll be wonderful. Very good. Thank. Is that? Is that all, Roberto? That is. All right. Thank you. It's cooking Pretty simple, with, man. Cooking I,
10: I, with Roberto. When I saw the
9: recipe,
15: I'm like, ah, Alfredo sauce cause this is this easy to make? It's, no way, man. I'm like, yeah. ah, let me give it a try. I tried it, and it's it's Alfredo sauce. It's amazing. You like it? I
9: right. yeah. very good. Thank you for that. Cooking with Roberto. Roberto will post the recipe. Yes. On Twitter. Check that out on his Twitter feed. We'll get to Hacky McHack. Hacky McHack. We'll get to that. And we will do it next.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought...
12: Terms and conditions apply.
4: The Ben Maller Show is more than just your ordinary sports radio program. We believe in the power of the people in the Maller Militia. If you like what you're hearing, help us out by sending out tweets and posting on Instagram and Facebook about the show. Help us grow the commonwealth. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
9: We'll get to Hacky McHack later. we got Password, the word game of the stars. Cowboys corner, lot to get to. We say hello to
13: JJ in Renton. Hello, JJ. Yeah, what's going on, Ben? Well, first of all, I want to say that Steve, he sounds like a snitch, you know, by snitching on the D.C. Sniper on one of my fellow Washingtonians. But uh
9: Well no, I was in DC though. You're in Washington state, so it's uh, uh,
13: But the 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 man and his son were from Washington state. But uh oh, on, so,
9: when you when you visit the city uh this is the home of the DC sniper. Uh, well, they're, or
13: they're like, originally from Tacoma, they're not from Seattle, but uh, Okay. Well,
9: that's, I'm sure uh, that's so, a lot of there's a lot of pride there that these uh, two horrible people well, are from you know, your I area. Just don't wonderful.
13: appreciate people snitching.
9: <laughs> oh, so even if you're wait, 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 even Jay, you if they're appreciate mass people murderers, shooting people? So, so even if they're randomly uh, well, shooting grandmas was, at the dry cleaners he here,
13: wasn't shooting, he wasn't shooting people. He was shooting the police officers. No, bro.
9: No, no, he no, wasn't. No, he was shooting people. No, no, you're wrong, JJ.
13: Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, anyway, so Maurice Jones-Drew <laughs> yes. came out with a uh, little uh, poll out on uh, NFL Network. Yeah. Okay. okay. So okay. on the running back, so I could agree with him. But he put a note, if a team operates with a running back committee, I simply choose the player who I think will have the most production in 2019. So Saquon Barkley is number one, right? Yeah, because he's going to be the featured back. Uh, All
9: right, so we're (laughs) now now breaking down. Just for those of you who just joined us, we're now breaking down the homework assignment for – Maurice Jones Drew, is that right, JJ? Right, right. Okay. He's oh, the NFL
13: network guy. I've you heard know, of he's I've supposed heard to be of him, one of these uh these uh great analysts. Nah, so I want to get Works nah. for the Rams
9: too, I believe. Yeah, he does some yeah, radio. Right, stuff right, yeah. So yeah. and okay. he
13: put he put Chris Carson all the way at number eighteen.
9: Oh, this is offensive. This should, and, and, he should be and, fired.
13: No, 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 no. Check this out. He yeah. put he put Todd the Bum knee girly at number six, and yeah. he put he put Le'Veon Bell who hasn't played in over a season at number three. So I'm trying to I'm scratching my head on this. Yeah, trying right. to figure well, out. Let me, how let, me so let you in on a little all,
9: secret, JJ. It's amazing radio. I mean, you all have a pulse for radio, JJ. This is an amazing segment of radio. So the way I look <laughs> at this here, now I think he, he, here's what he's doing here. I, he says Maurice Jones-Drew. He would rather have uh, Todd Gurley on one leg, and he would rather have Le'Veon Bell drinking a cocktail on a beach in Miami than Chris Carson. I think that's essentially what he's saying, and I don't disagree with
13: him. Really? Yeah. Craig Carson had eleven hundred yards last night.
9: He plays sixteen games. And not and that he much.
13: played he played running back by committee, split into time. Yeah, and who? he
9: played for a team that ran the With ball Rashad, every other play. Rashad it was like Penny. a throwback so, to the nineteen eighties. Who? who?
13: Pardon? No,
9: that's who? the Seahawks offense like a throwback to the nineteen eighties. So.
13: Right, right. Yeah. When you were just talk, speaking about Cam Newton, and Cam Newton has McCaffrey behind him, so that's why he that's how I think that uh, Cam yeah. Newton's going to get healthy, handing the ball out to McCaffrey. McCaffrey's yeah. going to take the grunt. Want to bet on that? Of the hits, let's bet it. Oh, I told you, you know, hey, 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 I'll Ben. I right told now, you, man. I told you last week that uh, you and I were going to be arguing. There's no, comes there's no. Football. I'm going to win.
9: You're going to lose because That's how I
13: think, think that I'm a better analyst than you when it comes. Oh, to Oh,
9: really? You because think you're I better?
13: actually played the game.
9: Really? I mean, what what team did you play for?
13: I play
9: well. High school Liberty Patriots. Well, that's that's big. I, well, you know, I played Liberty, Liberty, Liberty Patriots. That's I a good also team.
13: coached the game as well. Yeah, little league through high school. Okay, ben. Well, So I, mean, I think I should, I know a little bit more you about be, football. You, you than should be me. on
9: Sunday Night Football. You should be what? on there. No, I'm not, I'm, no I, 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 I
13: think never so. touched the college level or the NFL level.
9: No, but I think so. you should be on the NBC Sunday Night Football instead of Collinsworth. They should put you on there.
13: No, no, no. What about Thursday? What about Aikman? What about no Aikman? How about they get rid
9: of Aikman? They put you on the Thursday Fox package? No, Aikman. He's a
13: Super Bowl champion. He should at least have
9: a show on our on our Sunday lineup. Yeah, you want to do a football show on Sunday?
13: Well, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, only a
9: maybe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can, like, co-host with Clay Travis or something like that. You gotta, guess, well, Clay, sort of,
13: that's my boy right there,
9: man. I'm not your boy? I thought I was your boy. So Clay's your what? boy and I'm not your boy? Hey, man. Well, how come, I'm going gonna to hang up on call. you.
13: I have to take my, my segment to Clay Travis. Oh, wow, Jay.
9: I'm offended now, Jay. He's uh, on
13: Twitter. He spoke with Mike Leach earlier today, man.
9: Oh, con- I mean, come one, on. Congratulations. And, and so that, I'm sure it was riveting. Poll?
13: What? What? Did you see the, the, the Pac-12 poll with the top? 10 coaches
9: in the Pac-12. They uh, put I, Mike I, Lee I, as number I, 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 My head's going to explode. I, thank you. I, I, I must move, uh, JJ. Call Clay or something. Hollering is the Ben
13: James. Show, yes, and we it is. are listening to it from <laughs> JJ and <laughs> Ransom.
9: There he goes. He's a lot
4: more entertaining when he's had a few. Yeah, <laughs> Just I saying.
9: agree, man. That was a very calm JJ and Renton. Hello, Hollering James! Wow! I got him in thirty-five minutes and twenty seconds. Congratulations, uh, I'm hanging up on him. Let's go uh, to Tammy. <laughs> uh, I mean, all right, Tammy in Montana. Hello, Tammy.
2: Hey, Ben, you're hey, so mean I to hollering James. Well, no, I, I've
9: told hollering James, listen, I don't like when you either complain or don't, uh, just don't bring it up. He always brings it up. He can't help himself. You know,
10: you know the funny part, too, is he's been waiting for weeks to be on hold at the same time as I know. Tammy.
9: <laughs> and I was,
18: <laughs> I was,
2: I was going to put him on with Tammy, and then he had to do
9: that. I had to hang up on him. I hate doing that. But anyway, so go ahead, Tammy. Yes, what's going on?
2: Well, quickly, I'm sure he was going to talk about his twins. Great job, twins. And uh, thank you, Holler and James, for calling in. Um, so, first off, um, I just want Steve to get some meds for his disorder, so he'll sleep through the night, so he doesn't call the show, so we don't have to listen to so. him. <laughs> um, well,
9: he brought you—he brought uh, you, he brought oh, you up, though, Tammy. He brought you up. You were in his head there because he <laughs> mentioned you and Blind Scott. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, uh, it, it's funny to be in, in somebody's head like that, but um, I wanted to say thanks to the Mallor Militia. Twitter muscle for having your back with, uh, shats. Um, and lastly, cause I don't want to take up a lot of time. I know you don't have it. Um, about shats. I think I saw that he is accepting donations for his personal charity and he's, he's called it number two and he needs money for a supply of prune juice and laxatives so he can uh, <laughs> stop being a constipated ass. So, yeah. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> All right. Thank
9: you, uh, Tammy. I appreciate it.
2: Big Ben Maller. Yeah. All
9: right. Hollering James. Are you going to be nice, hollering
14: James? I promise I'll be nice. Why couldn't I catch Tammy from Montana? Because you said. Say you...
9: what, what? Say that again.
14: Thank Ben Maller.
9: That's a drop. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, yeah. hey, Ben. What? Hey, Ben. What? How about my twins? Are like my Vikings going to be just as good? No.
15: Why not? I thought he was worried about his twins. I'm worried about my twins. No, they just, my the,
9: they just beat the Vikings. The Vikings are—they're on vacation. Why you? They're not worried. They're drinking my ties on a beach somewhere. Why are you worried about them? They don't go to training camp for another month. There's no reason to be worried about the Vikings. Now, when they start playing, then you got to be worried about Cousins. But you don't have to be worried right now. There's no need to be worried. Okay, and how did my twins bounce
14: back from the loss? You don't know they they won they won in the game. I know, but there was a loss before that win. Okay. Uh, they both? I, I, I,
9: all. Right. I yeah, they won. They, they, they're fine. They're going to win every game the rest of the year. I'm told. That's what Coop told me. Every game the rest of the year, Coop said.
14: Why, why are you making fun
17: of me, Ben? I'm trying to be serious. I am
9: here. not making fun of you. I love you, hollering, James. I love your famous <laughs> sign off. I the whole thing. You're you're a hero of mine.
17: God bless the church
14: of St. Mary's Basilica. God bless St. Louis Catholic Church. And God bless Ben Muller. Hey, Ben Muller! All right. <laughs> I'm with you, at, I'm with, I'm with you my neighbors. You know that?
9: No, no, no. Don't do that. We don't want you to get kicked out again. That's as uh, you got the name hollering James. So I right, Thank
14: you, John. I got to go, James.
0: Caffeine
14: is my friend. I'm a caffeine fiend and a nicotine fiend. Fox
0: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
9: We're going to have Password, the word game of the stars, coming up in a couple minutes. Also, check in with our friend Cowboy in Windsor. A lot of reaction uh, to JJ in Renton. Uh, he, he, the grill sergeant says, The five minutes of my life I'll never get back. JJ in Renton is an embarrassment to all of us from Washington, is from the grill sergeant. Uh-oh. Uh, J.J. saying police are not people. What a great caller. Ban that dirt bag, uh, he says. That's from uh, Big D from the WV. It's uh, his answer there. A lot of reaction to Cooking with Roberto. People have hot takes on that. Different opinions about what to do with Cooking with Roberto. Joe, Corpus Joe, Joe in San Antonio. Says, I must now go to work early Wednesday night to pick up some good fettuccine Alfredo. Then eat it as I drive my route. Uh, 70 miles an hour should be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you get those little white spots on your, yeah, that's an issue. Yeah. Yes. All right. Hey, great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com and see how much you could save. Let's cowboy up on the Ben Maller Show. Cowboy John Brad in Windsor, Ontario.
19: Uh, Good morning, everybody. J.J. put a cork in it. Nobody cares to hear your crap. Uh, (laughs) Today is um, my cousin uh, Luann Johnson's uh, birthday, and it's also Juneteenth, 154th anniversary of President Abraham Lincoln, freeing the rest of the slaves in the conquered Confederacy, and uh, two-time heavyweight uh, uh, title contender, Brian... London's eighty five today. Michigan, uh University of Michigan football announcer uh, Jim Bronstad former big league pitcher um Jim Slaton, are both sixty nine today. And uh while Julius and Uncle Rosenberg, the World War Two uh um, <laughs> atomic spies were executed 66 years ago today. Jerk yourself away. Uh, also on that date, the Red Sox slaughtered the Tigers 22-3, to and they scored a single-inning Major League Baseball record 17 runs in the 7th inning. And the Rosenberg son, Robert Maripol, and my aunt Francine Turner were both born on May 14, 1947 also. The Rosenberg's co-conspirator, Morton Sobel, 101, who got 30 years in prison, but served 17 Ooh. and a half, died uh, uh, de- December 26, 2018. And uh, Sir Paul McCartney was 77 yesterday. One oh, of my wow. favorite composers, Alan J. Lerner, died uh, June 14, oh, Bill, 1986 Billard. at 67. Tammy, Montana, Nate, hey, Buckley, uh, Sable Horse, Bright, Handsome, Black, Cowboy, Brady, speak to you people tomorrow morning. Goodbye. There you go. Take that for data.
9: Where he goes, no one knows. Coward getting saucy with J.J. and Renton, throwing it down. He's gotten a, a lot more combative in
10: recent years. Yeah, I've noticed like, that. He was very passive for yeah. a while. Now he's you know, uh, rambunctious. What's his name? Uh, Jason in Windsor used to talk trash on him like every single phone call almost, and he never replied at all. Yeah.
9: It's a new cowboy. He's, f- he's feeling his oats. Which is odd. Uh, is it Aussie Momentum? Is that the name here? Is this guy in Australia? He is? Why did I keep him on hold? I didn't think, I didn't realize he was, a, oh, oh, he's the guy from Twitter. Oh, what's going
14: on? Bloody awesome. Ben Mellor, you, blo- you bloody legend. How you doing, mate?
9: Well, uh, listen, thanks. For, let me tell you something. Uh, I am costing the company. When I keep you on hold a long time, the company's paying for this, so I'm costing the company a lot of money, which is a good thing.
14: <laughs> well to be fair, I get a message every time I call up saying this will be charged at full Australian to America, oh, right? So n- God oh. knows how much I Oh pay. no.
9: Oh no. Listen, I'll make it, I'm gonna give you a golden ticket because that is a terrible thing. I didn't realize I I somehow that slipped past. That's a bad job by me. Wow. You, you might have to okay, you might have to that's get, okay. get a, you might yeah. have to get another job now to pay for the phone bill after this. This is uh, crazy. <laughs>
14: Yeah, and, and potentially another wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
9: make sure when the... I don't know if you get the phone bill digitally or if you get it in your, your your mail, but if you get it in the mail, make sure you get the mail the day the phone bill comes if you do it that way, so yeah.
14: Yeah, no, that's, uh, she's all good. She's all good, mate. Look, um, what I was ringing up about is I've called up once before I was on Super Bowl, and I think I had like 25 beers that day, and I seem to recall like a conversation I was having with my mates, and we all determined that we love your show so much, but the best part of your show is clearly Coop, Roberto, and Eddie. And. Uh, the, What's the worst we, part of the show? Wait, wait, wait. That
9: would mean that I'm the worst part of the show. <laughs> if it's yeah. Coop, Roberto, and Eddie, then I suck, and these other guys are good. Is that what you're saying? I don't disagree with that. But.
14: No, no, no. You're, you're okay. But let me. I mean, what, how the conversation progressed was what happened if there was like some big between between the team there, and who would win the fight? And. We 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 came up with well clearly Roberto would win given his um he's got the experience in the fight game given his uh, dodger stories <laughs> um Eddie Ed, Eddie Eddie would come in second he's a hockey guy wait wait Eddie would
9: not. Twice. I I, <laughs> I don't like your list alright and who would be it's in a good third list.
14: No, well, well, who would come third? See, this is where it gets interesting. We reckon Coop would be... Oh, come on. I could sit on Coop and crush him. (laughs) What are you talking about? Well, no, no. I mean, the reasoning is, is that Coop right? He would be nimble. I reckon he'd be dirty. You know, he'd pinch it. I reckon he'd do groin stuff. Uh, <laughs> I just reckon that... that no, so, but but he, you're uh, saying he's so, going well, to he's
9: gonna dance around the ring. Who, who likes boxers like that? You want a, a guy that will come after you and throw punches. That's the kind of boxer I am. I'm a brawler. I will go after you. I'm not afraid of the low blows, Ben. <laughs> well, every punch you <laughs> throw
18: is a low punch. Especially a good
14: sparrows. Okay. <laughs> so, But if it makes you feel any better, I mean, using Mal and Matt, you'd come in fourth there, but we actually think you'd come in fifth, because we reckon Darcy Waldegrave would kick your ass. Oh,
9: but, but yeah. I would, <laughs> well, actually, Darcy's like an outdoorsman and all that. I think Darcy would likely kick my ass, but I could beat these other guys. No, could, no, no,
14: no, 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 no. He's a, he's a Kiwi, mate. They're not exactly known for their testicular fortitude, you know?
9: <laughs> well, that's uh, that Aussie-New Zealand rivalry thing you guys got going on. All right, I got to go, Aussie. Listen, yeah. I love you, man. The, I gave you a golden ticket. Uh, I tried. That's my my Thanks. olive branch for being a douche and keeping you on hold. All right, thank you. <laughs> there he goes. Uh, Aussie Momentum. They're a big star on Twitter. Real quick, Hacky McHack. Brett Favre. Did you see this? There was a caption on Brett Favre's Instagram post yesterday that said, A true champion sticks to his or her calling. I will be coming out of retirement to make my return to the NFL for the 2020 season. Well, people's heads exploded. They said, Wow. What's going on? Well, according to TMZ, uh, Favre claimed he was hacked. And he immediately deleted the post when he became aware of it. Of course, keep in mind, Brett Favre, A, is fifty, going to be 50 years old in October. That's A, and played in 10 years. And B, uh, when Brett Favre last played for the Vikings, he was dilapidated and crumbling. We are going to get to Password, the word game of the stars. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. But all those Negroes look
0: the same. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
4: Stand out for most radio listeners. As you can tell, we are not like those other generic sports talkers on the Ben Maller Show. For better or worse, we are unique. Help us stay that way by joining our Facebook family. You can interact with other P1 friends of the show. It's harmless and it's free. Go to Facebook.com slash Show. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
0: Attention, everyone. And the The password is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars Here's Ben Maller Alright, so we don't have a lot of time
9: We're going to play a brief version of Password We'll try to give more time next week to Password we were... The Aussie guy was good though That guy from Australia was pretty good, he All was right. good. Let's uh, welcome in our contestants We have Esquire, hello Esquire Are you there Esquire? No oh, boy I don't hear Esquire We'll put him on hold, we'll see if that works out Mitchell is going to play, hello Mitchell <laughs>
13: Hey, what's up,
9: Ben? Always good to cough when I introduce you. It's always good to cough there. I like that. Uh, hold on. Mitchell's a regular caller. He doesn't call that much anymore, but he still listens, I'm sure, uh, unless I'm not. Uh, hold on, Mitchell. Let's see here. Let's see if Esquire. We'll try one more with Esquire. Are you there, Esquire?
13: Esquire, and I am here.
9: There you go. All right. Very good, Esquire. Now, you, you were on the air first, but you didn't actually speak, but I'll put you back on. Who do you want to partner up with quickly? Oh, uh, you, Benjamin. All right. Thank you. That's a good choice by you, Esquire. And Mitchell, who you want to partner up with, Mitchell? Uh, Koopa Loop. Koopa Loop. All right. That's the matchup. Esquire picking number one to ten. We're going first. Six. Number uh, six. All right. Let's go with uh, Razor. Sharp. What do you say? What? No. I said sharp. Sharp. No. Okay. All right. That's
10: good. Go ahead, Coop. All right. I'm gonna go with um smooth.
9: Hmm? Silk. What? No. Silk. No. Silk. It's oh all boy. related. Oh oh boy. Boy. All right. I said esquire. I said razor. How about barber? No. What do you say? Blade. Blade.
4: No! Oh, no! my God. I
18: said <laughs> that! You already said that! Coop,
4: if your guy doesn't get this, let's just call him.
10: Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to go with uh, cream.
14: <laughs> cream? Yes, it's all related. Sweet Jesus. I don't
9: think he's ever heard the show before.
1: Cut. Oh my God! <laughs>
9: Welcome to password <laughs> for idiots.
1: Good God! All
9: right, we throw the word. Bart, if you have a razor and a barber, what are they going to do? They're going to shave. They're going to cut your hair. You could have done it. All right, uh, pick a pick. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Pete. Shave oh was the word. The yeah, word was uh, shave? Uh, right? Mitchell, Everyone pick a number. Was what the word? Pick
10: a number one but, through but ten, not six. <laughs>
9: Five. Oh, this should be easy. You gotta get you know the other one was easy too.
10: Um I mean let's go with I mean like this is a big word though. Uh Vagrant. No, nah, it's
9: too big. No, nah, it's too big. <laughs> 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 well they do smell. Alright. Uh let's go uh, let's go Esquire with bum. Oh, you're right. Hom- a, homeless? No, that's not it. Oh, we're never going to get this Mitchell, one
10: Mitchell, uh, we'll go
9: with Beggar.
14: Weight man happy. <laughs> <laughs>
9: yeah. For the win. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. How about uh, Esquire uh, Panhandle?
17: Oh, oh, man. You put Panhandle. Oh, my
9: goodness. Esquire. Uh, what, you oh, 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 this is not going so well. Hold on. All right. The word we were looking for was hobo, and now yeah. I, I don't feel so bad about not playing a full game of password. I'm happy we only played a short version of password.
4: Yeah, this is terrible.
10: Scoreless, yeah. tie. scoreless tie. Scoreless oh, tie. Nobody horrible. got anything right. Mike Mitchell wins for the weed man joke.
9: Yeah, Mitchell had a good. Esquire, thank you, buddy. Your, uh, your connection was uh, maybe it was my headphones, but it just, no, it was a bad connection. Bad yeah, connection. Not, not uh, true. Terrible. terrible. It's uh, one of the worst game shows in the history of radio. Hopefully, our bosses are not listening. Got a murder.
14: Got to go.
6: Zumo Play.